Hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. Roman Reigns new tapas. <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. Uh, who's Sean Andrade and Garza? NXT TakeOver pay-per-view, the SummerSlam results, but then we got the payback pay-per-view in an all-new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. that as much as I can and try to say it as fast as I can. It didn't work. It didn't work. No. I stumbled. Did it. I stumbled a lot. Yeah. A bit. I stumbled yeah. a lot. Uh, I mean, I, that, that's your, your niche. That's your thing now. That is true. That is true. It's going to have you stumbling and bumbling. Stumbling bumbling. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I'm your host, Tony Diaz. Brooks around the third. And uh, hey, Miguel Cole. Rick, this was a very, very, you know, and I know I say this every week, but this one was even busier. This, this week was is, the busiest. Oh, we're not even done yet. We're not even, no. we're not even <laughs> done yet. Um, even when we do the show, it's like last week's, you know, later on that day was NXT TakeOver. The next day was SummerSlam. Here we go again. And then we had Monday. We had Raw. Uh, a day off Tuesday, finally. Yep. Wednesday we had NXT. Thursday we had AEW. Last night we had SmackDown. It's a shocking. Tomorrow we got payback. Tomorrow we got payback. <laughs> I don't get it. It's a lot. A lot of wrestling. It's, it is a lot of wrestling. I think this week is a semi kind of week, I guess, because you got Monday we got Raw. Tuesday we got NXT. Wednesday we got AEW. Thursday yeah. finally a day off. But then we got Friday, we got SmackDown, and Saturday is the AEW pay-per-view. Yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah, so the next couple, but, but you know what? This is what we do. Yes. Um, We're the best at it, goddammit. That's right. Motherfuckers, and I'm pissed. I am mad. Why? I don't know yet, but I know I will be. <laughs> 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 All right, you know what? Let's get on with the show. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, Rick, what are you doing, man? Uh, <laughs> this is straight off our Facebook poll, our uh, page. Uh, SummerSlam, you'll never see it coming. That Roman Reigns up, upgraded his teeth. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, you know, I knew something was different with Roman. Uh, I knew that he was, you know, jacked. Uh, he yes, was for sure. working out like crazy. He was posting pictures of... Uh, you know, what he looks like now, and, you know, he's been working out hard, and da-da-da, but failed to mention that he got new choppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like, you know, that's the episode of Friends where Ross gets new teeth, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, but, but what, it's like, bro, yeah, well, you're blinding us. <laughs> but what I find funny, though, honestly, is uh, the, the, the ribs between Orton and Roman. 
If you guys yes, don't know, sure. Orton tweeted uh, about Roman's new choppers. And if you guys are Family Guy fa- friends, friends, fans, you'll see that uh, it was the one episode when Brian got new teeth and it was like a, a yep. huge overbite. And <laughs> it was the most funniest thing ever. And uh, he posted that and uh, it did resemble Roman though for <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. He also posted a horse. Yeah, and then, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Randy. Uh, Josh Sanders says the ending could have been a lot better. Otis cash in. Reigns is the leader of Retribution. Or Retribution makes an appearance at all. Why wouldn't they show up for that pay-per-view? Payback better be interesting. Um, You know what? It was funny because a lot of people were mentioning that, too. Um, They were saying that he should be the leader of Retribution. I say no. Um, they, they mentioned it last night, how retribution wasn't there at all. And Roman was, um, so, but, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Elio Canella from wrestling POV global. He says, wreck everyone and leave. Who's been wrecking everything and everyone on raw and SmackDown. I think, I think Miz was used to throw everyone off. Roman Reigns is going to be revealed as the leader of Retribution. Then again, it could be the other way around. And they could be using Reigns to throw everyone off, but I'm going with Reigns as the leader. Um, there's something wrong with the first two posts that are comments that I read. And you know what that is, Rick? You know what that <laughs> What's is? What's that? It has nothing to do with what you post about Roman's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in all fairness, I did say about the teeth, but then also I said, what, what were your thoughts on SummerSlam afterwards? But no, but I love yes, how everybody's just ignoring, uh, ignoring the, the, the big, blinding, pearly whites <laughs> that was surfaced <laughs> in our faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it was just a bit too much. And uh, with that being said of it being a bit too much, uh, Miguel Cole here actually did a poll about Roman's chompers. Oh, boy. And uh, he asked if it was a little bit too much or if it was just right. And uh, the response was, let me see. It was 69% say too much <laughs> and 31% say it's just right. Wow. Um, That's a, that's a lot of teeth. That is a lot it, of teeth. It was... Um, and I, I see a lot of celebrities are actually going that route. I forgot mm-hmm. who I saw the other day had something exactly the same. And, um, oh, some guy from, like, MTV, um, <laughs> what the, the challenge. Yeah. But it just doesn't work. Like, it, it's just not believe. No one's teeth are that white. <laughs> it's just like, hey, guys, I'm here with my teeth in my mouth. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Ed. I, yeah. I think I just showed um, age there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mr. Ed was a televised horse that could actually talk, and it was real. Yes. It was real. He really... Yes. The only talking horse in the world. Yes. Um, <laughs> But when it comes to Roman's teeth, it, it, it's a bit much. Yeah. I think... Uh, I, I think... I, uh, was, but honestly, though, I didn't notice it until you said something. Like, I knew yeah. there was something off. Like, I knew that I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Something's different about Roman. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was like, Jesus, man. Uh, what is it? And then you sent me the I, text. I thought it was, I thought he just had a bad tan, you know? like, <laughs> And that's what made his teeth whiter. Yeah, but no, the teeth the were just. Booth. Yeah, no, the teeth were the tanning booth. And they tanned his skin because they were so fucking bright. Yeah. 
That, it was funny though. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's his mouth. Yeah, well, um, who knows? Maybe he he had bad teeth. Oh, he did. He did. I who mean, knows? from the post I put up, <laughs> his teeth were bad. <laughs> um, and, and when and when you're a star, you can have stars in your mouth, I guess. Apparently so. With them pearly whites. Uh, Paul T. Phillips. Haven't heard that name in a while. He says, whatever happened to the points game for pay-per-view? I was doing good. Um, you responded back to him. Uh, we're hoping to get it running again. It's just right now it's just really too difficult to uh, to do because um, I've said it before about uh, them doing tapings and uh, some of the matches being leaked. Um whether it's somebody in the inside or even a damn wrestler themselves or a talent themselves uh, posting the results of what happened. Uh, We're trying to make this as fair as we can so that way, you know, everybody gets a fair shot at it and and getting this custom-made belt that we had made. And it's funny because we had our belt made better and quicker than the TNT title did. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, Diocarian Baldio. All right. Are we going back to these goddamn names again? Yes, we are. Oh, my God. All right. Well, he says that was, that was basically what Randy Orton posted on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, first of all, (laughs) I posted first. You did. uh, Right after SummerSlam. Yeah, you did. Um, and we have timestamps, so, uh. Mm -hmm. That Randy copy. That us. is true. Daniel Franschioni, good friend of mine, used to <clears throat> manage. I think he managed me like twice. I'm not sure, but he's actually a referee by trade. Uh, he says, "Complete joke." Damn. Yeah, he spared no uh, expense on that one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, he has to pay per word that he uh, types out there. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah, no, that's that's what, exactly what it is. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Either way, like I said, we're going to go over the SummerSlam uh, pay-per-view. Uh, we'll give our thoughts. We got a lot to cover, people. We do. <laughs> I'm, I'm befuddled here. And that's an unusual word for me to say. So, uh, all right, let's go on with the uh, the Who Sean. Uh, you posted Andrade and Angel Garza. Yeah. Um, this was a little bit, I, I, this was tough. It is. I, I posted this because I thought they were going to win the tag titles. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. No, I did too. I think we both didn't. We both picked them to yeah. win the yeah. titles. Um. Yeah. So I, I would have loved to have posted this with them having the tag team gold. Yeah. But it didn't work out that way. But like you said, this is a tough one. Yeah. Um This one is because tough. for me, for me, it's like Andrade's already shown mm-hmm. that he can be a superstar. Uh, he's already had the bright lights. He was an NXT champion. He was on NXT takeovers. You know, he came to Raw and hasn't done as much. He was a well, he was the United States champion also. Yeah. He's done a lot. Uh, Angel Garza, cru- former cruiserweight champion, up and coming star as himself, um, doing very well with Andrade. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick one, which I do, as the superstar or as the one I'm going to go with, as the Shawn Michaels of the group, I would have to say Andrade. I think. Uh, Andrade, though, isn't as charismatic as Angel Garza and doesn't have uh, the mouth that Angel Garza has. I just think overall wrestling ability, Andrade is just light years ahead of uh, Garza. 
Um, and, and that's not taking anything away from Garza. I think Garza is an absolute star. Right. But Andrade, the ferocity, the 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 lucha style that he brings mm-hmm. to his wrestling is just, it's just different. You know, there's a, there's a lot of luchadors out there. There's a lot of ferocious guys out there, mm-hmm. physically hard hitting, uh, strong style wrestlers. Yeah. And I think uh, Andrade has captured that altogether. So I'm going to go with Andrade as the Sean of the group. Wow. All right. So before I get my thoughts, uh, just a quick comment on here. Josh Sanders says, too soon to tell for Angel, but if I had to be a betting man, I'd say Angel uh, will be the Sean in time. Now, here's my opinion on it. This one is tough. If we're going off of ability... Wrestling ability, this one, it's close. Andrade does stand out, um, but he stands out when he's a singles wrestler. When he's a tag, was he? When he's in a tag with Angel, they kind of like feed off each Dilute other, him. and they seem like they're on the same page. As a tag team, these guys are really good. I don't like the fact that they've been jobbing them out lately, and I'm not saying they really job them out, but. I'm using that term as far as they, they're losing a lot of matches, and for them to try to be all hyped up, you, you can't you can't do that with them. Uh, Angel Garza, on the other hand, same thing. He feeds off of Andrade. They both are in the same page. Uh, now overall, uh, you just mentioned it. Um, Andrade seems to struggle with his promos, but I, but the thing of it is, I, like I really tip my hat off to him because he is learning English he's trying and you can tell that he is trying to to cut his promos in English and and to to show that he can be an an overall star Angel Garza even though his English is broken but it's a lot more understandable than Andrade's um I'm not gonna base it off of that but if we're gonna look at a total package if we're gonna look at a breakout star I'm going with Angel Garza as the Sean of this group. Wow. He's he's very, very charismatic. He's very he's really good at wrestling. He tells a story, and that's the one thing I really appreciate. Um, Andrade, too, but I appreciate it more from Angel because of the fact that he's a heel, and he's still able to tell a story, and he's still able to make you dislike him more when he's doing his wrestling than Andrade does. Andrade's a straight up wrestler. He's a straight yeah. up wrestler. Angel, he's a wrestler, but he he tells the story perfectly. He runs and when he's wrestling as a heel, he wrestles as a heel and he does it very very well. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle as a face. I don't remember, but either way, with him, yeah, I got to stick to that because I've seen Andrade do a lot of good things and he is i'm not taking anything and this could that that's why i'm saying this was tough if i had to give it a margin it, it would be the same as we not last week but the uh week before where i see it as a 49 to 51 percent okay that's how close it right. is um because either one of them can break out yeah of course either one of them they go yeah. on a solo run either one of them can break out to be a huge star angel garza though i seen him Taking that ball and running with it. I really do. So my vote is for Angel Garza this week. All right. And let's not forget, though, Andrade has a little flair mm-hmm. to him. Is, uh, now, is, is that it, really is an advantage? 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, is it not? It has to be. It has to. It has be. to be. Of course. <laughs> um, you know, uh, our results are. You know, where where the hell is? Miguel? I know. I haven't heard from him all day. Like, and we're yeah, just 20, uh, fifteen minutes into the show. Miguel, we're doing the show. Miguel, put the put the phone down. Stop. Stop talking to TJ. We need. Don't flip me off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, overall, uh, Hushan Andrade got 69% of the vote. Angel Garza got 31%. Wow. Yeah, so uh, a little lopsided yeah, there. It's a little lopsided. Lopsided. Yeah. Holy shit. A little lopsided, yeah. <laughs> All right, so if anybody else wants to do a Hushan, just throw out a tag team. There's a lot of them out there. Uh, I think we're going to make them harder than normal lately. Uh, like I said, the ones we, the one we did last week with the Street Profits, that was like a softball Oof. toss, and yeah. uh, it, but it was still a good conversation because of the fact that, not the fact that we were just bashing Angelo Dawkins, but um, it, it, well, I mean, it was true. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, people, people, you may think that we're making up this whole that WWE listens to us. Um, I can tell you for a fact. That Tucker from Heavy Machinery heard this show, yeah. and and was like, "Oh, I gotta do something." <laughs> and boy, oh boy, he showed up on SmackDown this week. It was the Tucker show on SmackDown, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that shit was funny. He so. definitely listened to <laughs> he definitely listened to last week's show. It was like, "Oh shit, guys, I gotta yeah. I gotta be the Sean of the group." Well, there's there's <laughs> more too that happened, and I'm like. You know, Vince is definitely. I think Vince has us as his favorite in the, in the, his podcast library. <laughs> of course. All right. So yeah. So um, if you got any more, even even if it's just a comment or a question, and you want us to talk about it on the show, uh, drop us a line on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll talk about it. We might make it into a poll. We might even make it as a hot tag news. Who the hell knows? But uh, we need the content, people, because this pandemic is killing us, man. It's killing us. Anyway, all right, so it is time for the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! Okay, you see, I pressed the button. <laughs> That's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. All right, um, Funaki, indeed, turns 52 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. I mean... I mean, I think one of the most overlooked tag teams of all time, Funaki and uh, Takamichinoku. Yeah, you know, they they were good. They were good. I, I really enjoyed their time. Um, so, <laughs> and our last birthday, uh, the great Kali turns forty-eight years oh, old. Oh shit! Yeah, awesome. Forty-eight. It, it's going on ninety-two. It's the cute. I tell you right now, uh, as everybody knows, he's back in India. No, no. I think, no, he is back in India, sorry. And uh, he's got his own wrestling school out in India. And um, it's funny because uh, I was, I, I, I go on TikTok to watch these videos. I get a good laugh at it and stuff. And I saw one, uh, it was a little girl, like, uh, what did she do? I think she, like, pulled a chair away from this dude. And it was the funniest thing. Little things like that. But it was showing this little girl. She must have been, like, eight or nine. Maybe a little bit younger. Um, 
and uh, she was like just doing these dastardly things to her dad. But and then the more I kept looking at the video, the more I was like, "Is that the great Kali?" So his, his <laughs> daughter has a TikTok, and she shows, and they well, he posts it for her because she's too young. And uh, he posts the funniest video with his daughter just ribbing on him. And it's just the funniest fucking thing. But the thing of it is, there's there's little moments in in uh, in on her TikTok page where, you know, he is a loving dad. And it was just this, it was just cool to see a guy that big melt when he sees this little three foot you know, a little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just the cutest thing. It's like beauty. It was a true beauty and the beast type thing. Damn. And uh, damn. But it was cute to see, and and I was, I, it just had me laughing because it was actually pretty funny to see Kali, uh, reaction reacting in a comedic way. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know what it is. Like I said, I just kept, you know, I just looked at the videos, and uh, but look, it's it's there. I don't know what it is, to be honest. I just, you know, when I saw it, I just looked at the rest of the videos. Because everybody, it was funny because everybody else, on, when they were commenting, they were like, is that Kali? <laughs> and then when you go on to the actual page, it is Kali. And, and uh, but you can tell. But the reason why I said I couldn't tell is the fact that he, it just didn't look like him. And then when he... Uh, when it when everybody was commenting saying is it Kali I was, I was no that is Kali. oh shit it is Kali and then you made it made me look at the rest of the video so that was pretty cool anyway yeah that's that's um, his TikTok plug <laughs> I mean I mean what a fucking plug it was um, <laughs> but I I will tell you this uh, speaking of great Kali he was a giant in wrestling obviously and this week on Wrestling POV quarantine you can find it on Tuesday this week. Um, the, the guys, uh, TJ Logan, Elio Canella, they have special guests, Andy Anderson, the lone wolf, Tony's BFF, FFF. Yes, we are the new uh, best friends. Get it right, Rick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, the hater of all haters, Kenny Casanova. Yeah. And the Jurassic Juggernaut himself, Vince Steele, joins, uh, Wrestling POV Quarantine as they go over Giants of Wrestling. Nice. Um, so you want to definitely check that out on our Facebook page for sure. Um, it's a good time. The, the guys are funny. They do, they do, they do good. Especially when I'm on, you know. <laughs> Even better when I'm on, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right. Some sad news in the wrestling world as, uh. WWE Hall of Famer Bullet Bob Armstrong passes away at 80 years old. Those of you that don't know, he is uh, the father of the great Armstrong family. Mm-hmm. You got the road dog road Jesse dog. James. Yep. You also have uh, Scott Armstrong, the referee. Um, so it's just, you know, I wasn't too familiar with uh, Bullet Bob because I'm a, I'm a lot younger than the the viewer of a. Uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong, yes, but Tony, I know you're a lot older, mm-hmm. um, like ancient. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So you would know a lot about uh, Bullet Bob Armstrong. Yeah, I mean, so you what know, is it, what is this impact on the wrestling world? Well, the the guy himself, what a lot of people don't understand, he was a big guy. 
Um, looking at him in TV, you wouldn't think that he was. Um, but, I mean, not big as in, you know, like, massive like Kali, but he was strong. He was very, very strong. And um, I saw, I, I think it was towards the end of his career is when I started seeing Bullet Bob. But he had some good, you know, matches throughout his career. Um, obviously, it elevated his his sons to get into wrestling, and I, I remember then um, uh, Road Dog and and there was another uh, who. Yeah, it, it's it's about there, five brothers. Yeah, yeah. But I remember there was the uh, they were trying to get them to be like the Von Ericks at one point. Yeah. But it really didn't work, uh, in my opinion. I hate to say it that way, but uh, he, was, he was definitely uh, one of the icons, I would have to say, in wrestling back in the day. For sure. Yeah. So our, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Armstrong family. Yeah. Um, some upsetting news uh, with the WWE Thunderdome. Yeah. Um, some fans have been... Uh, Getting accepted to be in the Thunderdome and have just taken advantage mm-hmm. of this great opportunity, um, posting KKK videos, yeah. uh, a picture of Chris Benoit, yeah. uh, Fire Velveteen uh, posted up, which I, I, I'm not too against, but yeah. um, vote MJF, uh, and uh, WWE is trying to ban those people from future WWE yeah. events well, altogether. They're, they're looking into it because uh, not only those videos was up, but there was uh, a picture of uh, Sonya Deville's stalker someone posted on there. Yeah. Um, you said Chris Benoit? Yeah. yeah. They posted his picture on there during the match. Pikachu. I don't know why. Um, but, I mean, that wasn't a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. But it's still, it's like, all right, come on, man. And uh, there was another, uh, there was two other ones that was really, really disturbing. Uh, one was uh, someone masturbating. And uh, yep. another one was a beheading video. Uh, they, sh- yeah. they were showing someone actually slicing the throat of another person. Um, you know, people, seriously, we, me personally, I miss the uh, the crowd. I, I miss the... Uh, the heightness of the crowd when they really get into a match and uh it, it really honestly as and i'm speaking as a pro wrestler former pro wrestler myself we do feed off the crowd we do all this to entertain you guys and i'm sorry that those that we just named off those are the ones that ruin it for everybody else yes it's ridiculous it's like it's it, excuse oh, me okay yeah um, I just think it's sick individuals. Like, I don't, I, Tony, I really don't understand, and I, and I can't grasp what would make you do such a thing. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. And, and I can't even say, like, the times that we're living in now, because this has been going on for decades. Mm-hmm. It's just, there are people out there that this is their niche. This is their fucking, like, their, their thing in life. Yeah. Is to just be different, to be negative, to be miserable, to take something as joyous as this. I feel like it is a joyous thing, mm-hmm. like to have fans back and to have their faces on TV, yeah. and then just say, you know what, I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and 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 those out there that are like uh, AEW fanboys and or just AEW fans, I'm just gonna say this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Chris Jericho commented on the Thunder Dome and he thought it was great. He said it was a, a great thing and he thinks uh, WWE has been slacking and this is definitely bringing it back. Yeah. So those of you that despise WWE because other wrestlers despise mm -hmm. WWE, um, Chris Jericho does not despise WWE. He understands the opportunities that he got from them and that he given them as well. And he tunes in every week. Yeah. Because he wants this competition. Yeah. He wants it because it betters all of us mm -hmm. as wrestling fans. So when you do stupid shit, and it is stupid shit. Very dumb. Chris Benoit is a murderer. Yeah. There is no way you put his fucking face on TV. And, and, and this is not a Democratic, Republican shit. Because everybody hates a child killer. Yeah. And that's what he was. Posting images of the KKK, beheading videos, uh, Sony DeVille's fucking attacker. Yeah. That's, that, that's what we're doing, people? Mm -hmm. Shame, man. That that and and, and the, the fucking dark humor people are the ones that we, yeah. we talked about this recently, yeah. like a month or two ago, about this bullshit dark humor. It's not humorous. Yeah. Well, put it this way, like because I'm a fan of dark humor, I really am. But there yeah. is a time and a place for it. You know what I'm saying? Like all this, the 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 ones that we just mentioned that we're playing on there the mjf the chris benoit the kkk the beheading the masturbating so you know that those topics that subject right there that's not a laughing matter it really isn't yep. okay i'm sorry to say with with what's going on now in 2020 i can't wait for this year to be over with is this isn't the right time if you was hoping for five minutes of fame you need to ask yourself this question. Is it really worth it for five minutes yeah. of fucking fame? Because I'm telling you right now, uh, next month from now, a year from now, two years from now, whatever, we will never talk about it again. That yep. will never be talked about again. So you really need to ask yourself, is it really worth it? It's not. Again, like I said, I am a fan of dark humor. I'm not afraid to admit it. But there's a time and a place for it also. There is but Tony, the, 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 like, dark humor is not defined as beheadings no. and masturbating no. on TV and shit like that. that that's but, not what it is. No, but that's the what thing people is, are they saying it did is. it and thinking that that would be funny. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. No, but why would beheading be considered funny? Why would posting the yep. KKK would be considered funny? Why would putting Sonya Deville's stalker mugshot consider funny? What would Chris Benoit's picture be considered funny? To you to think that, that's a whole different type of level than dark humor. It is. Yep. Because I'm sorry to say, nothing is funny about posting that on your screen for the world to see. There's nothing funny about it. It makes you look like Not a fucking idiot and a moron it is dumb it is uncalled for jesus christ sonia deville that shit just happened yep how dare you do that i swear to god if i saw you and, and you even think i would punch you dead in the fucking face yep and and tony it's actually a segue into our my next topic of news sonia deville 
received more threats. Are you serious? After this, and about people saying that I'm gonna finish the job that this guy couldn't do. Jesus Christ. That that is a disturbing world we are living in today where people are messaging her that they're gonna finish the job that her stalker couldn't do. Unreal. Jesus Christ. Leave the woman alone. Yeah, just leave her the fuck alone. And the other, you know, going off of what you were just saying. Um, the reason why they changed the stipulation from the the hair uh, the loser le uh, loses their hair to the loser leaves WWE match is uh, her lawyer advised um, that it would be better off to hold off on that because they didn't want and then I agree with what they saying but the lawyer was saying that it wouldn't look good on Sonya. If she comes in with bald hair, you know, after a match, making her it doesn't look right, he said. So they said yeah. if, they, if you change it to something else, and I, honestly, I think this was probably the best thing for her right now uh, to be off television for a while. She'll be back. She'll be back. She, it's not yeah. like she's done with the company, uh, but she just really does need this break uh, after what happened, and then now with what you're just saying. Um, it's, it's better off to take some time off, hire some, and, and you know what? WWE needs to get on top of this, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they will, but I'm just saying if this is continuing on with idiots out there saying what you just said, then the WWE needs to put somebody with her. WWE needs to put a couple guys with her until this is just yep. until this blows over. Uh, I'm sorry to say. If you're a fan of the show and you condone that, do me a favor. Don't listen to the fucking show. Stick, get the fuck away yep. from us because I'm not going to tolerate that bullshit. And I don't want yeah. you being a fan of this show because we are not into yep. that. I'm sorry to say. It's, there's a time, you know, and there's plenty of times where myself and Rick will be somewhat comedic during our shows. But then there's also a time to when a serious incident is happening we will never joke about it. We will never. Something like that is is disturbing. You need to get your damn head checked, for sure. And absolutely, it's, I'm sorry. Going back to those other videos, what the fuck was you thinking? Seriously, yeah. What the fuck was you thinking to say to yourself, you know what? This will be funny. Huh, huh. And then you do that. How? What is wrong with you? I love, don't get me wrong, I love the environment of having fans there when they did this Thunderdome thing to have the virtual fans in there. I even loved it even more because I'm like, all right, well, we're getting something. It's not all every, it's not the whole package, but it's something and I appreciate it. And it does bring a different environment too to the whole Thunderdome to what they're bringing out now instead of doing it at the performance center with what, 20 people. But idiots like that ruin it for everybody. And and Tony, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind if WWE started charging people. Yeah. To be on Thunderdome. Yeah. But they because still got a monitor it though. Of course, yeah, of course. But the, those people that are wanting to do stupid shit like that are less likely to pay True. to do stupid shit like yeah. that. So I agree. But I, I, I guess apparently what they're doing is that they're gonna really monitor it and. Um, those that are loyal, as what they quote with saying, 
Um, they'll, it's like they start off from the top, and then the more loyal you are, you keep scrolling down. You'll keep going down until you are on the in the front row. Because uh, if you notice, they change it a lot. And, uh, yeah. Which is fine. I had no problem with that. That's good. Change it up a little bit. Um, it's it's. Um, I hope to just. I hope they find those people. To be honest, more than anything, and I hope yep. they charge them with something, either. Uh, oh, of course. A hate crime. I mean, I don't know what the charges would be for that, but um, it's, uh, it's it's uncalled for. It really is. And if you don't agree with what we just said, again, please don't do me a favor. Don't listen to the show. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's move on to some good news. Yeah. Uh, NXT UK is returning next month, as announced on yeah. NXT this week. Yeah. Um. So that's good for our UK listeners and our UK fans. Yeah. You're gonna have some NXT UK back, and we're gonna have it back. So it's awesome. Uh, uh, well, the UK awesome is the, the global guys. Yes. They cover that. So, uh, definitely. Right. Uh, they cover that. Then we also have. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, I had to think there for a second. <laughs> NXT this week, as mentioned earlier by Tony, will be on Tuesday night for Super Tuesday um, because of the NHL playoffs. Um, NHL? So, uh, yeah, Boy, you, NHL. You went Southern there. <laughs> you were like the NHL. Yeah, I was, I was like, um, you know you know how they play that hockey, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Something like that. <laughs> um, and my last bit of news, which I do want to actually talk about with you a little bit, mm-hmm. is the PWI 500 yes. list is out. Yeah. And <laughs> Tony, yeah, we're, I'm just going to go through the 20, okay. the top 20. Um, obviously can't do 500. Um, but I want to do the top 20. Show. Yes, and I want to read off the top 20. Okay. And you just tell me if they belong in the top 20 or not. Okay. And then when we get down to five, I feel like we could just rearrange our top five. That is fine with so, me. So uh, let's let's do that, shall sure. we? Um, co- coming in at number twenty, <laughs> Jacob Fatu. Um, number twenty? No, 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 no. no. I, I'm a fan of Jacob Fatu. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but he's not number twenty. No. I, and I can tell you right now, number 22 is MJF, and number 21 is Will Ospreay. Are you serious? So, Holy Jacob shit. Fatu does not belong in now, the Jacob top 20. Fatu, he's I am in sorry. MLW, correct? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Wow. And he's over at MJF? Um, yes. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, and number 23, Alistair Black. <gasps> what? That's blasphemy. <laughs> number 25, Walter. Um, so, Jacob Fatu oh, does not belong in the top no. 20. I'm sorry. Um, number 19, Braun Strowman. Um, what's, what's embarrassing is that he's just one up from, from Jacob Fatu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I don't mean, know. This one's, that one's tough. That one is tough I'll because you it. threw in the Jacob Fatu. <laughs> Seriously. I didn't throw him in there. That's PWI's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think Braun belongs in the top twenty. I, no, no, I he don't does. Know, Nineteen. He does. Yeah. But like I said, you you threw it off with Jacob Fatu <laughs> being number twenty. Because now yeah. I'm questioning. Well, no, uh, in my opinion, Braun's better than Jacob Fatu. Why is he almost For even sure. with him? So he should. In yeah. that case, he should be higher. Yeah. You understand? I mean, if there was like, no, I understand. like put it this way, 
if Aleister Black or even NJF was number 20, then I'd be like, yeah, no, that's that's right for, for Braun to be at number 19. But you said Jacob Fatu at number 20 <laughs> and then Braun Strowman? It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's like, yeah. wait a minute. No, Braun is a little bit better than that. He should be higher. So that's where I'm at right now. If, if it wasn't Jacob Fatu at number 20, if it was somebody else like MJF or even Aleister Black, then I would say, yeah, that's a right, that's a, uh, that's appropriate for Braun. But yeah. you said Jacob Fatu and then Braun. I'm like, no, Braun needs to be higher then. So make sense? Yeah, well, yeah, I, absolutely. Well, wait till you hit number 18. Oh, it's Rush. Who? Rush. Who? Who? Leo Rush? <laughs> I don't know who this is. Rush? Or Leo Rush? This is Rush. Is it Leo this Rush? This is Rush. I don't know. Who the fuck is that then? <laughs> I don't know, but he's ahead of Braun Strowman. Then no. Um, if it's not no. Leo Rush, <laughs> no. If it's Leo no. Rush, I'd still say no. <laughs> of course. Uh, number 17, uh, Koto Ibushi. Yes. Yes, I yes. agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm with it. Koto Ibushi. First of all, I Koto Ibushi, I wish he would have got in his contract straightened out with WWE. Because yes. he should have won the Cruiserweight yeah. Classic. He was amazing. I mean, listen, listeners, go back to that Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Classic and watch all of Koto Ibushi's matches. And you will not be disappointed. Yeah. I guarantee no, you. No, I agree. It, it was that good um number 16 bray wyatt Ooh, i'd say no yeah i'd say say a lot higher he should be a lot top 10 for sure top five almost yeah uh number 15 nick aldis yeah i'd say yeah yeah yeah. i I, actually i actually he should be top 10 i can see him top 10 10. yeah i think so too uh nick aldis as the nwa champion um mickey james belongs Yes, absolutely belongs in the top yeah. ten. Now, I, number fourteen throws me for a loop here. Uh-huh. Uh, Roman Reigns. Number fourteen. Number fourteen. No, I, he's top ten for sure. Top ten. You think he's top ten? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm skeptical on this one just because it's like he wasn't around. Right. I mean, I know it's not this year. It's 2019. Yeah. But I feel like Roman wasn't really around for 2019 that much either. I don't have any like memorable moments for uh, Roman Reigns from 2019. Well, I think the so biggest just... feud he had last year was with Corbin. Yeah, so, so. Um, not, not not too high on that one. Mm. Uh, number 13, Kenny Omega. Now, Kenny usually is in the top 10. Yeah. Um, but last year, 2019, they put him in this tag team yeah. with Adam Hangman Page. And I've been saying it for a long time. TJ Logan disagrees with me. I feel like there's no chemistry with this team. Yeah. No, I um, agree with that. There is nothing. I mean, they're the tag team champions. They're the longest reigning AEW tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I, I think being in this tag team has definitely diluted it, his superstar. So I think 13 is a good spot for him. It's an odd mix for those two, but you're right. It, it's I think him being in that tag with Adam Page, I think it did kind of. Uh, uh, I don't want to say it hurt him, but it it it, it did. It watered him down. They, yeah, it diluted it watered him. him down, and he's 13. You said, yeah. yeah. So that for me, that's a, an appropriate ranking for him. 
Okay. Uh, number 12 is gonna make you laugh. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Are you serious? <laughs> really? I mean, he does belong in the top 20, I'd say. Um, wow. Yeah, because he, he is an attraction no matter what you say. Uh, he is. Um, Five matches gets you in the top 20? Yeah. He does, he's not really a bad wrestler. Um, it depends on who he's with. You know, he's yeah. been ca- not calling his matches, but he has been like uh, picking his matches, I should say. So, yeah. uh, top 20, does he belong? I'd say, yeah, he does. He belongs in the top 20, not the top 10, not the top 15. Put it that way. He's somewhere between 20 and like 15. For me, it's like I, I don't want to say take him off the list altogether. But I feel like there should be like a minimum, a minimum amount yeah. of matches yeah. you have. Yeah. Um, well, think about it this to way too: placed. when, when uh, if if you want to be rookie rookie of the year, you got to play so many games. Yes. So, no, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you on yeah. that one. Yeah. But you just uh, saying that to state your case of well, he hasn't had that many matches. So yeah, of course. But you got to remember too. You um, look at his track. You know, look at his record. Look at his track record. Look at what he's been through. He's, he's multiple, well, multiple time champion, uh, undisputed champion, WWE champion, world champion, uh, UFC guy. So the attraction is there. No, I, I agree with you. But I also not only did I say that for Brock, but there's someone else on this list. That I, I'm mentioning that for, and I'll, I'll get to that shortly. All right. Um, n- number eleven on the list, right outside the top ten, Keith Lee. Oh, at what number eleven? Number eleven. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna say, and I might get hate for this. I don't care. Um, I'm gonna say that's probably right for him. That's it, okay. It's that's probably a, a pro. That's an appropriate rank for him. It really is. Yes. Um, I agree. I think. Uh, there is somebody in the top ten that I would bump for Keith Lee in okay. a second. Right. Um, so I can definitely see Keith Lee top ten. Okay. And eleven is not terrible for him. No. Um, at number ten, the phenomenal AJ Styles. Mm. I would say no. He, I think it's higher for him. Okay. Um, top ten. I'm not mad that he's in the top ten, but I think he needs to be higher than the top ten. Yeah. Top five. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Top five for sure with AJ Styles. Uh, number nine. Let's not forget, Kofi Mania was running wild mm-hmm. last year. Kofi Kingston at number nine. I, I'm going to say no. Um, for him to be ranked higher than AJ, no. I disagree yeah. with it. I think AJ I is, is higher than him. Especially, but not just because of what happened in 2019. But AJ Styles can turn it on and off. Like that, um, yeah. He was, in my opinion, he stood out more than Kofi did. In my opinion, um, yeah. there was a lot of things that happened in Talking Smack. We'll get a, we'll talk about that later. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm done with Kofi. I really am. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know if it was a shoot or if it was a work, but the things that Miz said, he was actually right, and that's how I felt yeah. about with Kofi. Um, you know, he was done with his run, and then he went back to being uh, a comedy wrestler. And um, so I don't think that's the right ranking for him. Honestly, I think he's top 15 at most. At most. Okay. Um, but not right. over AJ Styles, no. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Kofi 
Kofi Mania did have a great run. The build to the story was great. I think as champion, it was six months of not average wrestling, average mm -hmm. matches. Um, so you got to look at it as we had three good months to a good build. Yeah. Six bad months as champion, mm -hmm. and then three months of nothingness. Yeah. So can I give Kofi Kingston a top ten for having three great months? No, mm -hmm. I can't. Yeah. So, uh, no, I agree with you. Kofi, maybe 15, 16. Honestly, I, I see him really at 20. Okay. At worst. At worst. At worst. Yeah. Okay. Um, number eight, the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Two-time mm. PWI number one wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I, w I would agree with that. I think that's appropriate for him. Maybe a little bit higher. Almost top five. Okay. Almost top five okay. that that far, but I'm I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I I think that's a good spot for uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you listen to Wrestling POV Global this week. Uh, Elio Canella, wow, what? what an impression of Seth Rollins. Oh, did he really? He's spot on. Yes, yeah, spot on. Oh my God, I gotta um, I gotta he, listen to it now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, number seven, Cody. Wow. Yeah. Over AJ. Think about that. Yes. Over AJ. Yes. Um, yes. I'm going to say no. Top 10. Wow. Uh, top 10, yes. Uh-huh. Top 10, yes. But um, I'm going to be a little bit honest here. But you've uh -huh. heard me say this many, many times. When you own a company, especially with, when it comes to wrestling, and you constantly put yourself over, I mean, do you does, does that really make you that much credible? I'm not saying Cody is, is not. He's a great storyteller. I'm not going to take that away. But I just can't get out of this feeling that when you own the company and you are the promoter and you're the booker or whatever, and you're constantly putting yourself over and making yourself known and seen every goddamn week, then it's, it's, that makes it tough for me to say, you know what? You do belong in the top ten. It, it, I'm sorry, yeah. it does, I can't get over that because of the fact of that's what when when I was wrestling the Indies, it's the same. It was I seen it all the time, and I'm not I'm not saying Cody is exactly like this, but I've seen where the the owner's son would be in the main event and he was hot garbage, he was yeah. Gilbert garbage, okay? Wow, that yeah, no, I'm dead serious. I am dead serious, and they would be in the main event wrestling a talent it's like what so i'm sorry if i do sound like i'm hating on AEW, but i can't get off of the fact that they own it and they put themselves over every week and i've been saying this since day one of aew every week we always see the young bucks every week we always see cody every week we see adam page and kenny omega we see those guys we see one of those four, and Jericho's one of them too, because he's like the vice president or some shit. But we will see one of those five people every week on Dynamite. So the day I don't see any one of them, then I might even change my mind. But the fact okay. that we see them every week, Jesus Christ, people, it, it's they're throwing it in your face. The fact that when they came out with their action figures, they only came out with the action figures of... Cody, Brandy, 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 <laughs> really, Brandy, 
Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the people that own AEW came out with their action figures first. They said, fuck everybody else. So you're going to tell me that you know, the right appropriate ranking for Cody Rhodes is what? No, I'm going to say no. No. Wow. Um, with that long explanation, I'm going to disagree with it. <laughs> I think Cody is absolutely a top five. No. Um, I think Cody had a hell of a 2019. I think he had a hell of a well, first when you put six months over, in Of course you're going to have one hell of, of a year. Of course. But, Tony, the difference between the hot garbage guys that went over, Cody can actually wrestle and Cody can and actually can. tell a story. I said, that. I said that he can. I'm not going to take that away from him. But when you're constantly... All right, you know what it's like? It's just like when people made the comment that Vince is throwing Roman in our face. I agree. He's doing that to himself. I agree. Fuck him. Um, but Kofi, uh, Cody is definitely above Kofi. He's definitely above Seth Rollins, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I think Cody had a top five. I don't agree with him being at number seven. Um, coming in at number six, Okada. Yes, I agree with think that. think he's good at six? Yes. Okay. No complaints about that. Um, for me, I just feel like, and I, I listened to uh, TJ Logan explain about how Okada didn't have the best of years um, wrestling-wise. Um, right. He had some defeats. Um, it ha- it wasn't the same as when he had Kenny Omega around mm-hmm. and Jericho around and stuff like that um, in New Japan. Uh, I think New Japan did falter a little bit back in 2019, and obviously 2020 well, yeah. just crippled it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would put Okada in the top 10. I wouldn't put him at 6, though. I would put really? him a little lower, maybe 8 or 9. Okay. Um, and honestly, I number, still wouldn't even be mad at that if that was a, his actual ranking, yeah. you know. But I think number six yeah. even still is a good ranking for him. Yeah. Uh, number five, Naito. Wow. Um, Over Okada. Yeah. Um, um, I agree. I think Naito had a better year than Okada. Okay. Um, and uh, being champion at that time of 2019, I thought I thought he had a pretty decent year. Yeah. Um, the number five spot. That's tough. I'm like, I'm like maybe six, maybe seven. Yeah. Or I'll leave him at five. I think Okada's I'm not mad though. at five. Oh, okay. I do. Yeah, I, I, I have to go with yeah. No, I, I think Naito is over Okada. Mm. Just because Okada didn't have the best of years when it came right. to win loss percentages right. as he normally would have. Um. So, yeah, I, I definitely have to go with that. I have to go with Naito. At, I'll leave him at five, five, six, seven spot. Okay. I'm fine with. Uh, number four, Drew McIntyre. Wow. I'm not angry at that one. Uh-huh. Okay. Top ten, yeah, yeah for sure. Top five, I'm still thinking about. Wow. Yeah. But I'm not mad. I think <laughs> Drew McIntyre should be three, maybe two. Okay. I, yeah. I just think he's been having a hell of a year. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre does not belong in that that four spot. I think he belongs a little bit higher, especially when number three is Chris Jericho. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, AEW wow. champion. We all know that. Um, That's interesting. Does he belong in number three? To me, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Hell Why? no, and we all know I am a huge fan of yeah. Jer. 
He his matches have not been up to par. Yeah. He has not been the Jericho of the past. Yeah. Hell no. And you know what? I'm gonna sound stupid saying this, but Josh Sanders is gonna get a hard on for this one. I think Edge deserves to be in a higher spot than Chris Jericho. Yeah. That that's how low Jericho should be. Wow. Wow. <laughs> because Jer- no way does Chris Jericho belong in top five. I am. You know what? No way. To, being that you said it that way, I do have to agree. I think the only reason why he's even in this top ten or top five is the simple fact that of what he's done. Yeah, you know, he was AEW yeah. champion. He was the first champion. I think that's probably how they saw it. But you're right. Yeah. His matches were not. And if correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody else wants to do this work for me, um, I'm pretty sure even when we rated his matches, they weren't five star matches. I think they no, were average no. at most, like two yeah. and a half, maybe three. Yeah. I think I could be wrong. I don't remember, but wow, I gotta agree with you. I don't think top five yeah. at all. No, that's wrong. Yeah, that's definitely wrong. Wow. Um, number two. Now, number two here has first of all he had match of the year for us. He also had four. Out of the eight matches of the year candidates. Wow. Adam Cole Bebe wow. is number two. I'm not mad at that. That's fine. That's fine. Tony, Tony, I'm not mad. I am pissed the fuck off. <laughs> Adam Cole is the best wrestler in the world today. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Especially, especially. Especially after TakeOver. Yeah. He is the best fucking wrestler on the planet. Mm. And he should be number one. Mm. There is no way he could be number two. And what pisses me off is that he's not going to be able to replicate what he did in 2019. Yeah. And it's not his fault. It's going to be storytelling. Yeah. It's going to be opportunities given to him. Yep. He is number fucking one. Wow. And he's not going to get it for 2020. So I feel like this was his one and only chance to be number one. Yeah. And when I tell you who number one is, mm. you're gonna see why I'm so fucking pissed <laughs> off. Number one, John Moxley. Christ. Wow. And you know what? Honestly, I know he's a big name. Does he belong in the top five? I'd say yes, but barely. Definitely top ten worthy. But, uh-huh. again, I have to go back and listen to, like, when we would rate his matches. Um, think about it now, though. He really hasn't been wrestling this year. Uh, it's mainly been pay-per-views. Um, I don't know if that's in his contract. He's undefeated in AEW, and I think that had a major, major decision on them ranking him at number one. Um, like I said, I can see him top five. Um, but his matches weren't that great, in my opinion. No. But you know what, though? Honestly, I'll agree with you on one thing. His matches were not, not better or even comparable to Adam Cole. No. So I will agree to that. Top five is, that's going to be, that's going to be tough. But top ten, definitely. Top five, mm, almost. He's like six five. For me, six or a five. You know, for for me, I, I 
I don't see it. And this is what I'm going to... Remember what I said about Brock Lesnar only working mm-hmm. five matches? John Moxley does not work a lot. No, he doesn't. Or at least in 2019, he didn't. Yeah. So for him to get the number one spot, hell no. Mm-hmm. Hell no. It is Adam Cole, hands down. And I'll tell you what, Tony. I'm going to give you my top five. Okay. Number one would be Adam Cole. Number two would be Drew McIntyre. Okay. Number three would be Cody. Number four would be Seth Rollins. And number five will be Naito. Wow. That That is my top five. I, John Moxley does not belong in the top five. Wow. I put him at the end of top ten. Yeah. You know? So, like I said, Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre, Cody... Seth Rollins and Naito. Wow, that's my top five. Well, my top five would be, and it's is similar to yours except for the last three. <laughs> I do agree. You know, <laughs> you kind of changed my mind a little bit. Um, Adam Cole definitely needs to be number one, um, especially. And I know we can't judge on what he did this year, but that match that he had with Pat McAfee shows that he can work a match with pretty much anybody and make it look good. Yes. Um, one side note on that before we, and I know we're going to talk about it, but, uh, apparently there was no rehearsal for that match. There was no, they called everything in the ring, which is odd for a pay-per-view, but they said the reason why is because they said that Pat McAfee is that good. I was like, okay, all right. And, but you know what? They showed it. Um, but no, my number one pick, uh, ranking would be definitely Adam Cole. Number two, I do have Drew McIntyre because he's changed a lot. Look what he's done in NXT, and then he evolved in in, in, uh, the main roster, and he took off from there. Um, Number two, yeah, definitely uh, Drew McIntyre. Number three, though, I have Okada. I think Okada, I mean, I think that is about the appropriate rank for him. Number four, though, I have is AJ Styles. And okay. I'm telling you right now, that man is a workhorse. He would work any angle and still make it look good. Um, most recently, his IC run. And he can be in the heavyweight title picture. He can be in the U.S. title picture if you wanted to. Uh, he, all around, he is the total package. Um, but at number five, I do have John Moxley at number five. Okay. Uh, I kept thinking and thinking and thinking about it between him and Cody Rhodes. Um, he is a hot commodity, same as Brock Lesnar. You're right. He has really not been wrestling that much. And for him to be undefeated and looking back at his matches, they're really, again, they were not five-star matches either. They were not. And for them to almost say that he's almost better than Adam Cole, I disagree with that. I do. Yeah, I really do. Um, but he does. In my, he's definitely top ten. Um, this was a struggle for me because, like I said, it was either him or it was going to be Cody. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. It was tough, but I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to say John Moxley is at least number five. Okay. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I have for the news. <laughs> On to the rumors segment. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought that was bad. Well, hang on to your tights. <laughs> Here comes my rumors. Uh, although uh, he debuted on uh, Raw this week as a babyface, uh, Keith Lee might eventually be turned heel 
and placed in a feud for the WWE Championship. So they're, it looks like they were kind of teasing it, uh, not kind of teasing it, but uh, they're putting in place the story because they keep saying that he's good friends with Drew McIntyre. Uh, there was a point in there where it started on Monday, and it looks like that it might be that route that they go to. I don't know. Yeah. So staying with Keith Lee, uh, Keith Lee's music changed uh, happened because WWE is trying to convince stars to stop using CFOs created songs. Uh, unlike other past composers like John Jim Johnson, uh, WWE only owns 50% of each track made by CFO. So Lee will have a new entrance music, new song at payback. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason why his music changed. Everybody was pissed. Everyone was pissed oh, off yeah. about that. Holy shit. I mean... Yeah. Wild, huh? So, uh, all right. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, WWE is still interested in signing just retired UFC star legend Daniel Cormier. Uh, Fox actually. Oh, yeah. No. Fox actually wants him to be the SmackDown commentary. So, oh, no. Will he be joining as a three man crew with uh, Michael Cole and, and Corey Grace? Or would they boot one of them out? My thing is, leave him. If you're gonna, if you have to sign this fucking fool, I do not like Daniel Cormier at all. I've always thought he was a phony, baloney guy. Yeah. Um, if you want him, take him as commentary. I do not want him to be an enforcer. No. I don't want him to be a fucking. I don't even oh, want him got, to be a to, guest referee or a guest ring announcer no, or I, a guest timekeeper. And I'm getting sick of Samoa Joe as well really? on commentary. Really? Yeah. It, it, it's just like, you don't belong there anymore, Joe. <laughs> it, it's just like, you're taking away from the commentary team because you're making it about, uh, oh, they're going to get that one. Oh, there's a receipt for that one. And it's just like, I don't like what Joe is doing on commentary. And I don't want to see that for Daniel Cormier either. I don't want people to be like, oh, they can't pick on Michael Cole now because Daniel Cormier is there. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Tom Phillips deserves to get fucking abused. <laughs> that is true. I do agree with that. Yes. Uh, Eddie Kingston mentioned Rey Mysterio during his promo on Saturday Night uh, Dynamite, but AEW added the WWE stupid, stupid star. Superstar, uh, they they'd, uh, edited his name out of that segment. Yeah, you know, I noticed that um, MJF, was mentioning like, oh, I am a fan of wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And he named people that people wouldn't they know. Wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, not to say that the people he didn't mention weren't legends. Yeah. I mean, they were. Oh, yeah. But the, the average fan doesn't know who you're talking about. Right. Um, so it's just like, so you're really going to go out of your way, and now you just showed me mm -hmm. that they are going to go out of their way to not mention any WWE superstar, yeah. even though they're legends. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is stupid. Like, AEW, you cannot act like there's nothing outside of AEW. Yeah. Be AEW. Yeah. Just, just yeah. be AEW, man. But Stop fucking... 
but, doing this but bullshit. But what I find funny is that people keep saying that uh, AEW is separate and blah, 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 blah. And then if WWE so- does something, they'll be like, oh, well, AEW did that and or or whatever. Or they're being petty for not showing AEW merchandise on, on WWE's programming. But then yet, he just mentioned Rey Mysterio's name and you guys cut that out. So come on now. Stop stop being childish. Stop being churlish. Um <laughs> uh, going off of Rey Mysterio, he signed a three-year deal with WWE. Ugh. So he's going to be sticking Ugh. around for a little while. Uh, and also in AEW, a spot in the Dark Order Elite match was reshot because there was a huge botch. So <laughs> for those that are saying that, oh, AEW keeps it real, they're doing the same shit WWE's doing. So when something doesn't go right, they reshoot it. So yes, they do as they should. And they, they, just don't deny it. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, think of it this way: uh, I'm not saying I will never say that uh, that COVID nineteen, this pandemic, is a blessing, but it's also uh, you know a blessing. It's definitely a curse. But in for wrestling, it's definitely a blessing because if they are uh, taping these. So they can show that, or they pretend that they're live. Something like that happens. Hey, easy reshoot. You know yes. what I'm saying? So for wrestling purposes, it, this pandemic could be a blessing for wrestling. Because when they're doing live shit, just imagine if that was live. We would be yeah. all over that. For sure. Yes. <laughs> all right. And finally, NXT star uh, Mia Yim was one of the Retribution members who also, who appeared on Raw this week to attack the Mysterio family. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that she is part of the group. So Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden are also believed to have been members of Retribution for that segment. And uh, I did a little bit of a, an investigative work. Caden Carter posted a picture, I, I believe it was on Saturday or Sunday, of her working out. But she had on the uh, Converse sneakers on. And during that segment, also, uh, one of the Retribution members were wearing the same converses that Caden Carter has. And obviously, she was a female. So, she was part of Retribution also. But wow. does not... That's good work. I know that. I worked hard on that. Fuck you. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, for me, with this whole thing with Retribution... They need to start doing this now of the people that are actually going to be involved. If it is Mia Yim, if it is Dominic Dijakovic, if it is Caden Carter or Dio Madden, if it's those four, y'all got to, they got to keep coming and doing what they're doing. Because if they're, you're going to keep mixing it up to try to confuse people. Obviously, there's a big, big difference between when Retribution first started to now because they were about five foot two and the growth spurred it up to six four six six. So, if you're gonna start unre- uh, unraveling this, keep it with the same people every week. That is my opinions. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the rumors, Rick. What do you got for injury? Ah, uh, I got some really bad news about injuries. Um, Carrion Cross. Oh. Ugh. Don't even talk about that right now. <laughs> Separated his shoulder. Um, he's going to be out six to nine months. Damn. And and you know what? Um, now nah, I'll reserve it for when we go over NXT. Yeah. Um, That's sad. It hurts. It's real sad. That hurts. Relinquish, that, relinquish the title. Um, that punched me in the gut. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could tell during the match uh, that he was pretty hurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, let's move on to our hot tag news this week, yeah. where we talk about Keith Lee yep. and his changes. Yep. Tony. All right. Uh, where do I feel about this? Uh, <laughs> well, salutation. He went back to that. I don't. Yes. Uh, it's atrocious. Greetings and salutations. Um, his whole gear changed. His whole music yep. changed. Uh, yeah. He did post it though about all of that and he's reading everybody's negativity uh towards that and he said uh now okay if it's the music okay fine i get that but he did put out a tweet saying that uh it was his decision and he said he basically said to to the people he said to the people be patient just go with it (laughs) so I'll take his advice. I'll go with it. I'm not going to like it, but I'll go with it. Uh, already people are saying that, oh, Vince is changing him already. No. His promos was the same as NXT. He started improving, though, when he was in that feud with Karrion Cross. It was a different yes. Lee. It was a different promo, and that is the promo that I wanted it to see. Instead, we got the salutations, Randall oh. Orton. It is me. Greetings and salutations. And uh, I challenge you because I am friends with Drew the McIntyre, who is the W. Get the fuck out of here with that. God. (laughs) Jesus. Um, No. Don't like it. it, it, Is Keith Lee, the Legion of Doom, is he facing Doom? Is his career in the main roster headed for Doom? Based off of his intro, his music, his gear, um, I think so. Really? I think so. I think not. I think the shorts, first of all, the only person that can wear those shorts is Samoa Joe. Yeah. For whatever reason. <laughs> um, if you're going to wear those shorts, you cannot wear a skin-tight shirt because then it looks like a summer dress <laughs> that a woman would wear. Uh, or a man. I mean, it's not that there's anything wrong mm. with that. Um, but, uh, he does not look good with that. Uh, yeah. he does not look good wearing a shirt while wrestling. Yeah. Don't agree with that. Um, I'll tell you this. I was always a little uncomfortable with Keith Lee's gear. Those short shorts, those little skimpy shorts. Um, there was just something about it. that was just poking out and I just was not a fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm talking about his pee pee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I, I don't like the gear. The music does not fit him at all. Mm -hmm. Why not have like a a Hunter Hurts Hemsley theme song for him if he's gonna be going, Hello greetings and salutations. Like, why not do that? I honestly think this is doomsday for Keith Lee. I I, I don't see him coming back from that. They can change it up. Hopefully, like he said, be patient. Um, (laughs) Hopefully, payback is not a bitch. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, Mr. Rick, that's not the catchphrase. It's it's payback is a bench. (laughs) 
What? Wow. What? Wait, 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 wait. Tony, wait. Miguel, how does that make sense? I think he did that on Mr. Rick, you just don't know the English language like I do. You're, you're wrong. Payback is a bench. Oh, my God. Um, uh, right. I don't... Well, I mean, if he says, be patient, just go with the flow, uh, I will do that. I'm not a fan of his promos, though. Um, now, uh. here's, here's the deal. Uh, people are like, well, he's an educated man, and da-da-da. Why can't he talk like that? And this and that. It's like, no, we're not saying that he can't. It's just... The, look at the promo that he cut on Randy. Compare that the promos that he cut on Karrion Cross. That anger, that it, that was real. Yeah. Um, if he has a high vocabulary, that's great. That is great. But it it for some reason it doesn't fit his character. So what it for me, Tony? What it is is just that it doesn't go with a baby face, and it doesn't yeah. go with. Um, not with him per se. It, it, I don't know how to explain it because the greetings and so it, it just feels like you're acting. Yeah. Because we hear Keith Lee talk and Keith yeah. Lee does not speak that no. way. No. You know, he doesn't, yeah. he speaks like, all right, guys, this is what I'm doing. Blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's added on. That's added. It's yeah, like yeah. you're playing a character yeah. instead of being the character. Yeah. And, and and we've complained about that for a long time. You Very know, we've said time. it about being the wrestler, not acting like a wrestler mm-hmm. like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. You know, Co- like what Keith Lee did when he was being that tough guy was believable yeah. compared to what Kofi was trying to be the tough guy. That's true. Because it, that is true. It was just yeah, it just wasn't there. Yeah. You didn't feel it. And it's, and I'm not saying that Kofi can't be a tough guy. It's just all about your delivery. Yeah, you got to deliver it the right way, and then you got to find your your. That is your true. I can't spot. take I can't take anybody serious that starts their promos with oh, greetings and salutations and haberdasheries. It's like, wait, what? How am I supposed to take you serious, dude? You're a big guy. That I'm telling you, his best promo work was against Karrion Cross. He was pissed. Yeah. He talked like he was pissed. He talked like, boy, I'm ready to beat your ass, man. Um, and then he went back to it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is this the legion, legion of doom for him? I would say no. I think he can turn it around. Um, okay. I really do. Uh, the, the gear I can probably overlook as time goes on. Uh, but you're right, though. I mean, if, if the skin-tight shirt... No, take that off, brother. Just, you know, if you if he still wants to wear that skirt-looking shorts, fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I think the only person that can actually kill that is Samoa Joe. Um, yeah. His, and, and that's what everybody's got to understand. This That's not Vince's call. He'll tell you, hey, why don't you start wearing this or this or maybe that or this. At the end of the day, you are responsible for your own gear, okay? Yeah. New Day. Look how many outfits they got, and they try to match each other, and they're all over the place. So everybody is responsible for their own gear. Vince will make suggestions and say, well, I think this will look better, and da-da-da. You are the one responsible to make it either close to that or not close to that. I don't know, but... If Keith Lee is saying to everybody, this is my decision, 
then keep Vince's goddamn name out of it, man. I hate it when people do that. It's like, well, Vince already fucked him up. Look at what he's made him wear. He's not making, he doesn't make anybody wear anything that they're not willing to wear. He'll make suggestions. He'd be like, I think you should wear this or that. Okay, well, let me come up with something and I'll show you and you tell me. Obviously, Keith Lee had this planned out all along because he just had the takeover Saturday and boom, he was on Raw Monday. So, obviously, he already had this planned out all along on what he was going to wear on his debut for Raw. Um, As time goes on, though, I think there'll be more changes with Keith Lee. But I don't see any kind of doom in his future. Uh, He's going to step up his game. He'll step up his game again. Let's go to the the poll. Okay, so uh, 83% say yes. This is the Legion of Doom. (laughs) And 17% say no. It is not the Legion of Doom. All right. Yeah. 83%. That's high. That is high. So a lot of people, based off of gear and music, are saying it's over. And I agree. Nah. I agree. Nah. Um, let's get into uh, NXT XXX. Triple X. <laughs> All right, uh, the ones that stood out for me, this was a really, actually, this was a uh, damn good pay-per-view. There was a couple of threes that I had, which was for the NXT women's title, Yosha Rai versus Dakota Kai. I gave it a three, and I'm not a fan of Dakota Kai, but she proved me wrong on this match. And, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. The NXT championship match, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. I gave it a three. Now, granted, the thing of it is, watching this match closely... Even with Karrion Cross injured, and I saw when he got injured and I saw how the whole thing changed, Keith Lee was still a step behind Karrion. Yep. He was still a step behind him. I'm like, Jesus, is Karrion that good? But not only that, okay, the, the reason why I gave this a three was the overall from beginning to end, from the beginning of the, of the entrance to the end. The ending when Karrion Cross, I mean, just the way they did that whole thing, I was like, wow. You know, because you know how sometimes you watch a match and then one, two, three, it's over, and sometimes you lose interest after that. I was interested yeah. throughout the whole damn thing. That match was just really, really good. Side notes, obviously, I have is the Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. I gave it a two and a half. The reason why I didn't give it any higher was because I did saw a lot of mistakes in that match. And but the thing of it is, Adam Cole is just that damn good to make me still be invested in this match. Like I said, I saw a lot of mistakes with Pat McAfee, but like I said, with Adam Cole, he's just that damn good. Overall, I gave NXT a two point six, so a little wow. bit above average. Um, for me, you know, I I, I think I was very. Nice in my scoring this week. Um, <laughs> Finn Balor defeating Timothy Thatcher was my highest wow. point. Gave it a four. Holy shit. I love Timothy Thatcher. I love this guy. <laughs> I think his character is great. I think his wrestling style is amazing. It, it's such a... When was the last time, Tony, that we saw an abdominal stretch? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's that is the kind of wrestling that I love. I've always loved it. Uh, I gave it a four. I thought Finn Balor going over was the right thing. Timothy yeah. Thatcher didn't lose much with that. Um, I, I'm just amazed by it. I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, I also have to say I gave Cole and McAfee a three point five. Wow. 
The shit that McAfee pulled out mm-hmm. off the top rope was amazing. And I did say, if this some bitch pulled out the Panama Sunrise, I was gonna give him a match of the year candidate. Well, I lied, <laughs> but he did it. He pulled it up. They did the Panama Sunrise. That is not an easy move to take, no. Tony. No, it's and not. he took it. Yeah. Um, great fucking match. Um, uh, my lowest point was that god awful championship. North American Championship match mm. for the la- on the ladders. Really? Oh my god! First of all, this was so long. It was a yeah. unbearably long match that just went nowhere mm-hmm. for me. Um, these guys, we said it. Johnny Gargano does not need to be in every fucking title match. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to be involved in every fucking takeover. Mm-hmm. Does not work. It did it's not funny that work. You say that after what happened. I year. know. Yes, I'm going to get on that, believe you me. Um, This was a terribly long match. Damian Priest winning, we predicted that, Mm -hmm. that we thought it was his time to win a title. I quickly regretted it after I saw the way he won it, and just the next day, next time on on NXT. um, uh, Yeah, I... I, my second pick on that was Cameron Grimes. I think Cameron Grimes would have been a better champion, honestly. Wow. Um, wow. I do have to say, Brizongo winning the tag team titles. Oh, no. that, that, that they won their match. That was in there. Yeah. Um, you jumped ahead. But, the, yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, spoiler. Um, overall, I gave NXT a 2.5. Wow. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was pretty impressed with it. Yeah. It was a good show. Um, let's get into SummerSlam. Shall we? Yes, SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> wow. Honestly, and I text you. I said you're gonna be shocked at uh, what I picked as the highest uh, rated match. It was Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio, and I'm gonna tell you why. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I'm gonna tell you why. Tony, Tony, <laughs> you better tell me why. I gave it a three because... and a half. What? It was that good. <laughs> what? It really was. You know, Tony, before you go on, I'm going to say, the amount of people that praise this match has me astonished. And the fact that you gave it a three and a half got my jaw on the floor. <laughs> I honestly gave it a one and a half. Wow. I was, not imp- I was not impressed by this at all. But go ahead, state your claim. Why was this match good? The reason why is because this whole match, and you know what? And I'm going to be real. I'm not a big fan of his, but Seth really, really told a story in this match. Dominic yes. really, really told a story in this match. For his first ever match, he did very, very good. Um, just the match. Now, the match in itself, it was a story was told from beginning to end. Uh, the, even the build-up to this, it was like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to be invested because I'm I, now, if, if they're saying Dominic is good, I'm going to see why. Not a fan of his gear, though. That, that hood had to go, Dominic. You kept playing oh. around with it too much. Um, there was a lot of factors why he even kept it away from a four. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, some slip-ups here and there. But I honestly, though, Rick, I appreciated Dominic's work in this match. To go toe-to-toe with somebody like Seth Rollins, who in this match, speaking as a worker, he took care of Dominic. 
He made sure that Dominic was on step with him, and Dominic did. I'm not, I can't take that away from him. He went toe-to-toe with Seth Rollins, who is, as we saw and heard in our top 10 uh, list, he is the, in the top 10 in the world. And you you brought somebody in like him. But not only that, just the emotion that Ray showed when Dominic lost. I, I pre, you know, like I, I mentioned the fact with Karrion's match, I was invested all the way to the end. And this one, I was also invested all the way into uh, to the end. Like I said, Ray's emotion. And I know you're not a big fan of Ray, but his acting in this, I, it was real. You can tell he was so proud of of Dominic for stepping up and and having a match like that. That match, it wasn't too long. I'm, eh, maybe two minutes too long. I would have to say if I gotta be picky, but the match was appropriate enough. To tell that story that they did. Um, to have Seth goes, go over, that was the right call. Uh, Dominic's offense was, it was good. It was, I was impressed. I was like, okay, <laughs> Tony, all right. I got, I got two questions for you when it yeah. comes to Dominic. Who has the better frog splash, Dominic or Sasha Banks? <sighs> well, Dominic just started. Um, <laughs> Who has the better frog splash? <laughs> I hate Sasha's frog splash. I know you do, but who has the better just by one? A smidgen, I have to say Sasha. Okay. Just a smidgen, second though. question. Uh, it don't matter. That much. Second. Like second a millimeter. A second millimeter. question. Who had the better debut, Pat McAfee or Dominic Mysterio? You know, a lot of people were asking about that. Well, not asking. They were commenting about that. Who had the better yeah. debut? Was it Dominic or? Or um, or Pat McAfee, um, I'm honestly I'm gonna go with Dominic. Um, but what? Yes, I mean, but is again those are those were close because of the match that Pat McAfee had. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I will tell you this: the difference between those two, even though Seth was calling out on on this match, and Adam Cole was calling out on that match, like I saw a lot in Pat McAfee. What did you say? Wait, what? And because if you look back in that match, yeah, yeah. you see what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I saw it. So with Dominic, though, it looked like the minute Seth said something, okay, got it, boom, done, match, all right, next spot, done, boom. And I'm telling you, I was impressed with him to even catch up with somebody like uh, Seth Rollins. I was impressed. I really, really was impressed. Uh, Seth's gear. Uh, he was uh, resembling yes, Ray Mysterio from Halloween Havoc. Yeah. So it's like I said, little things like that I was really appreciative of. But uh, like I said, I'm, uh, they could have probably done without Dominic's mom being there. But at the same yeah. time, she looked mean as fuck. Like, yeah. she, it looked like she could take somebody on. I was just like... I mean, she could, She looks like she picked up Ray. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> But uh, and it's funny because I was I was looking at it when they when that segment happened. I was like, well, I, at least I know where Dominic got the hype from. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, this was a really really good debut match for Dominic. I was nervous about it because I thought he was going to be nervous. You can tell in the beginning he he was a little bit, and then he just it, the nerves just got out, and he did everything that he was told. And as a former instructor myself, for you know, younger guys coming in the business, man, he did everything he was told. He he really yeah. he did not like put it this way. He he did not take this match to his head. Um, 
he wasn't arrogant about it. You can tell there was no arrogance at all during this match, and that's what really made me appreciate it the most. But, uh, yeah, this I gave it a three and a half. Uh, the other three I gave was, where is it? Uh, oh, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. I liked it. I thought this was good. Wow. I gave it a three. And also, I gave a three was the main event between Braun versus The Fiend. And I'm going to tell you why. I Honestly, I gave it a two in the beginning. But with everything that happens after, I, I did give it a three. Um, Even with no Alexa? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, wow. and I, I'm going to tell you this much. If Alexa would have been involved, I, I still would have gave it a three. I was waiting for yeah. something to happen afterwards in order for me to give that three. Because I, I mean, initially gave we, it a two. So SummerSlam was supposed to be never see it coming and that backslide pin. Yeah. Never well, saw that, that shit coming. Exactly. You, you gave me two more seconds. I'm about to say that myself. Uh, my side <laughs> notes, Tom Phillip really said, never saw that coming when, when Drew did that pin on Randy. That was the only time they said it. And I was just like, wait a minute. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you fucking kidding me with this? They, they're really yeah. going to go off of that? No! I was pissed, dude. Pissed. But uh, overall, I gave um, uh, gave SummerSlam a 2.31. Wow. Yeah. Um, for me, my highest point was Bailey defeating Asuka. Um, it wasn't as good as their Raw match, mm-hmm. but I think it was the best match on the card. I gave it a 3. Wow. Um, my lowest points... Apollo Crews defeating MVP gave that a one. Yeah. And I also gave a one to Mandy Rose defeating Sonya Deville. Yeah. Um, actually, and you, no, know what? you know what? Uh, I didn't even give my lowest point, so I apologize. But no, yeah, it's actually pretty much point? what you called out to anyway. So. Yeah. Oh, and the Street um, Profits and Andrade and Garza, I gave it a one and a half. Yeah, I gave that one a two. But for me, uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville was absolute hot garbage. Yeah. I understand the situation they were in. Um, but. They didn't have no business with weapons. No. Um, uh, Mandy Rose couldn't even pick up that table. Um, so Miguel went online on Twitter and asked the question, should women use smaller tables? Yeah. Because obviously they struggle setting them up. Mm-hmm. Um, 45% said yes and 55% said no. Wow. So um, yeah, a little bit of shocker. And when it comes to Dominic's gear... 38% said it was awesome, 38% said it was good, 15% said it was bad, and 9% said it was terrible. Oh, wow. And Sasha Banks, oh my God, 1.5 I gave this match. You took away the belt from her again yeah. for the fifth time. Yeah. You took it away. Should she feel appreciative to have it five times, or should she feel disrespected? 25% of the people said appreciative, 75% said disrespected, wow. and I have to agree. Wow. But not only that, Don't they, give me just, the, belt just the and, fact that Bailey threw it in her face again on yes. SmackDown. I mean, that, that was great. That was a great yeah. uh, storyline. You know it. what? There better uh, be a big payoff at the end. Yes, so there say. better be. Um, overall, I was unimpressed with SummerSlam. I gave it wow. a 1.9. Wow. Um, you know... Tony, we've been talking for a very long time, mm-hmm. so uh, let's take a pause. Take a time to take a little pause, yeah, yeah a little break, and when we a little salutations. Back, yeah, with the salutations, and when we come back, we got this week in wrestling, and of course, the payback pay-per-view points game. Hey everybody, Ted DiBiase, the main dollar man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. <laughs>
This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Order yourself a Wrestling POV Podcast shirt today for $19.99, plus shipping and handling, as well as a Wrestling POV Global t-shirt for $19.99, plus shipping and handling. You don't want to miss out on these opportunities, people. It helps us out. We have three shows that we are running, um, and it just gives us uh, more funds to continue to run these shows. Yes. Um, on, on top of all that, you also can go to collardoublebrand.com, use promo code WPOV, save yourself 10% mm-hmm. by using that promo code, and you will also be helping yourself as well as helping us with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget to go to WOHW.com, Purchase a book from the biggest hater we know, Kenny Casanova, and uh, <laughs> one of the many books that he has you can purchase, or you can purchase them all. He has Vader, he has Sabu, he has uh, Kamala, rest in peace. Um, he has uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, Vader, uh, Dangerous Danny Davis, mm-hmm. Tito Santana, and more. Um, check it out at WOHW.com. Purchase a book today. Yes. And... Uh, He's written all these biographies or autobiographies, whatever, which, whichever one it is. Yeah. He's written for all these wrestlers. And he does not take a penny in, so uh, no. it all goes to the wrestlers. Um, with that being said, it is now time for This Week in Wrestling, Tony Diaz. Yeah, so we're going to go straight into Raw Notes. Um, I'm going to just start off with the highest. Uh, again, it was Ray and Dominic versus Seth and Murphy. Another good match that they had. And they ended it the way it should have been ending. Uh, End of the match because I knew they were going to take this into the payback pay-per-view, which is fine by me, you know, and I dug it. Like I said, I gave it a three, um, but that was only my highest. That was the only highest point I had. Uh, I tell you right now, all four shows between Raw, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown were all below average ratings I had this week. I was not a fan of the of this week in wrestling. I really wasn't. Um, the low moments I had on Raw was the arm wrestling segment, 0. Yep. 0.5. Hated it. No reason for it. Dumb. Uh, the other 0. 0.5 I gave uh, was the Natalia and Lana promo. Lana, yep. I'm telling you right now, if you mention fucking TikTok again, I'm putting your ass in the book. Every time she's on, <laughs> she's like, she always has to mention. She doesn't even have a TikTok. Oh, my God. Like, I know why she's doing it, and she needs to fucking stop. It has nothing to do with fucking wrestling. You're already on Instagram. You're already on Twitter. And you already post your private fucking videos or photos on there. And now you want to push everybody to your TikTok. We get it. You got a TikTok. I understand. Um, My side notes of Raw is why is Bailey wrestling a singles match on Raw when she's the SmackDown's champion? Makes no sense. And Sasha acting happy. I hated it because it it was acting again. Yes, yes, I agree. I just hated it. I agree. I hated it. Yep. Um, And Sasha's... Oh, what in the fuck? Because I couldn't even read it on there on my notes because I didn't know how to spell it. That this stupid shit with her going... The fuck? <laughs> so I've had it two weeks in a row, and guess what? It's going in the book. So Sasha's going. This is going in the book. <laughs> All right, Sasha's 
You just made a book! <laughs> and it's funny, you know how I spelt it? L-O-C. <laughs> it's dumb. It is so fucking stupid. But the reason why I'm like pretty, I know it sounds like I'm bashing Sasha. I am. But the thing is, <laughs> during the promo that they did, that segment, she was all happy. I would have been pissed. I just lost yeah. the title again. I couldn't even successfully defend it after I won it. I would have been pissed, but yeah. she was acting like she was all happy. Like, hmm, I'm still champion, girl. I'm still tag. Get the fuck out of here. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, 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 another side note was that uh, Randy Orton si- uh, actually picked Keith Lee to be his first feud with. So Randy Orton wow. really wanted it to work with him and told Vince, no, I want to work with Keith Lee. So um, obviously what we saw happen, that's why it happened. Um, and, of course, as I mentioned before, Rey Mysterio signed a three-year deal with the WWE. So we're going to see Rey Mysterio for the next three years. Overall, I gave Raw a 1.80 this week. So wow. when I say below average, yeah, but all the other shows were below average too. And I'm going to tell you this much. Not one show um, even broke a, a, a two. That's how low wow. this, this week for me it was. Wow. So, go ahead, Rick. All right. Um, for me, the highest point. What was the highest point? Oh, a three. I gave it to the Kevin Owens show with Aleister Black. That was interesting. I thought I thought it was really cool. I thought no, it was different. Now, I was I a little Alist- bit disappointed because I thought we were going to see a different look from Aleister Black. Um, especially the things he's been posting on his Instagram. I thought, yeah. all right, cool. We're going to actually see a really different Aleister Black. But he came out with the suit, and um, yeah, I'm not a fan the of his promos is, either. No, I'm not. But I, I, I can say this. We don't know what his eye looks like. That's true. All right? So that is true. We, we don't, the eye could be paint, or it could be a, a black contact, yeah. a blacked-out eye. Like all black. So, you know what? That would yeah. be so cool. Because yeah. everybody does the white contacts, for but yep. to do the all black would make it look creepier. I would yep. dig that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Good call. All right. Yeah. Um. So that was my highest point. My lowest point were a bunch of point fives. Apollo defeating Lashley in arm wrestling. Stupid. Uh, Raw Underground. Lashley defeating the Jobber and Ziggler. <laughs> Raw Underground again. Point five. Uh. Uh, Lashley defeating Cedric and the Hurt Business defeating the Vikings. Why is Lashley and the Hurt Business on my fucking TV on six fucking segments every fucking week? Enough is enough. It is fucking ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking bad. Be- I am. You know what? The Hurt Business just made the book. That's it. Really. Yeah, I'm done. Now, I am done with now it. Now, I will play it's, a devil's advocate on this, Rick, and maybe you might change your mind. I'm not sure. No, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. But remember when, uh, and I believe you were the one complaining about it too, um, when Angel Garza and Andrade yes. and Zelina, they were on like five different segments that day. So how come we didn't put them in a book? I complained about it, but at the end of the day, their characters are not as annoying as the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business is led by MVP. MVP is the only one talking. Yeah. You know, I'd rather hear from Zelina, who has a lot to say and is good at what she says, than compared to fucking MVP. You're a chump. You're a bum. The Hurt Business, you just made the book. Yeah, you're a thought. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
her business in the book. Okay. Uh, another point five went to um, Oscar defeating Sasha in a lumberjack match. It, it, it's garbage. It's just hot garbage the way they they dragging uh, Sasha. Yeah. I agree. She she the acting was bad, but they're doing bad things. The funniest moment of Monday Night Raw was Shayna Baszler calling Nia Jax oh. Haystacks Calhoun. Yo, <laughs> I was just like, why would she say that? Why would she say that? Well, you know and, she was and, told to say that. Of course, because no one knows who the fuck Haystacks Calhoun is. This is a shame. I knew, but that shit was hilarious. Uh, I was just like, that's not being a star. That's being a bully. But I, I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. Nia tried to come back with an Adam Family reference, which was like, all right, kind of funny. Yeah, but um, I mean, if you, I, notice, but I do like, you notice that they're doing with Sasha, or uh, not Sasha, with Shayna and uh, Nia is what they did with Cesaro and Sheamus. Remember? Yeah. That, yeah, know. which which I, I don't hate. I think it's a pretty good pairing. I think it would work. It's an odd who's going to beat them, though? Yeah, but who's going to beat them? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that, that's like one of those things where you give a giant a title. Yeah. You know, they're going to they're gonna mention this on the quarantine episode. You give a giant a title, who the fuck beats the giant? You know? Overall, mm-hmm. I gave Raw this week a 1.4. It's on to NXT POV. Mamma mia! <laughs> um, I do have to say this. Wade Barrett yes. was back. Yes, he is. Um, now, I thought that was pretty... Uh, the situation with that is that um, they're saying that uh, it was a one-time thing. But uh, as you heard on NXT, that he said, I'll be, I'm going to be back next week to watch this shit. So uh, yep. I guess there are working on a contract negotiation uh, for Wade Barrett to do this. Yeah. Now, you know what? It's funny because I waited for this part for you to mention that. Because of what we had said uh, earlier on the show, how WWE does listen to our show. Uh, because if you remember, last uh, was it last week or the week before, uh, I mentioned Wade Barrett and saying that he'll never go back with WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say, oh, shit, Tony's on to us. Yeah, so, get, get Wade Barrett on yeah, the phone. So they called Wade Barrett up and said, listen, these guys at Wrestling POV, um, they're saying you're never going to come back. How about if we offer you just so we can prove them wrong? <laughs> and uh, But you know what? He didn't do bad as commentator. No, especially with no Morrow there, yeah. which I, I don't well, understand what's going well, on. Well, he's got a family issue. There's a family issue okay. going on, so he went back home uh, to take care of it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, not him. But, but it's it, not him. It's oh, a yeah. family. Okay. I guess, um, for lack of a better term, um, someone's on their deathbed. Got you. So. Um, when it comes to NXT this week, I gave out two threes as my highest point. Uh, Brizango oh, defeating right. Imperium, I gave the them a three, new tag team champions. And you know what? Because they won the tag team championship, next week's who's Sean? Brizango. Okay. That should be interesting. Yeah. Um, my other That'd high point cool. was a three as well. Uh, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez defeating Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Mm. Um, I gave it a three because I was very impressed with Gonzalez. I think they're finally going to push her to be a star in the making. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, her chokeslam is on par, par with some of the best I've seen. So, uh, good job by her. My lowest points of this week 
has to be. I gave a one to uh, Phantasma defeating Swerve. What? I, I I don't like Isaiah Scott Swerve or Swerve Scott. I don't like him. <laughs> I was not invested in this match. The headbutt with the mask. Uh, okay, whatever. That's different. It is different, but again, I'm not big on it. Um, and then I just got a bunch of thumb downs for the Johnny Gargano's promo backstage. Rhea Ripley backstage, uh, Candice LeRae backstage, uh, Bronson Reed, and Austin Theory's back. Yeah. Gave that a thumbs down. Um, you know, I have to say this, and we knew we were going to talk about this with uh, Johnny Gargano because Karrion Cross relinquished yeah. the belt. Why the fuck is Johnny Gargano in this fucking exactly. fatal 4-way? Exactly. Fucking ridiculous. Chompa returns? Fine. Adam Cole? Fine. Finn Balor. Fine. Johnny Gargano lost. Yeah. His match. Yeah. Everybody else won a match in their return. Gargano does not belong in this match. And everybody who was so great. I know, right? Jesus Christ. You know what? I want to put on our Facebook page. I want to know what. Because honestly, I'm 110% in agreement with you. I don't, he does not need to be in, oh my God, every fucking takeover, he has to be in the title picture or in the fucking main event. It's like, what do they see in Johnny Gargano? Seriously, I, I don't, don't see I'm it. I'm over it. So I want to put. I've never seen it. I want to yeah. put on our Facebook page, what is so great about Johnny Gargano? That he needs to be yes. in these title pictures or he needs to be in every fucking goddamn fucking Take over, yeah. I was I agree. so, and, I agree. And, and, and I'm sorry to say, <clears throat> when when William Regal was talking and he was saying this is what we're gonna do, and then he goes we're gonna have four participants. I shit you not, I guessed all four of them. I already knew wow. who all four of them was gonna be, and I was just, wow. and as soon as he, I was just like, I threw my hands up, Rick, threw my hands yeah. up just like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw my hands up with my song. <laughs> Read all the rights. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, uh, yeah, overall, I gave NXT this week a uh, 2.2. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. for me, the lowest point of uh, NXT was Jake Atlas versus Ciampa. Jake Atlas is a good wrestler. Why are you going to put him with a returning Ciampa? And squash him like that. I don't know, but I, I felt like it was a bit overboard. It was. With Ciampa. It's just like, why, why are we, like... I, I, I don't get it with these returns now that everybody's just psycho when they return. Know, right? And everybody's just a bad guy when they return. And yeah. <sighs> Stupid. But, it was overboard, yeah. yeah. Um, the other low point was Kyle O'Reilly versus Drake Maverick. I gave it a one. Yeah. I'm like... Really? Really? What? No. Uh, I just love that Killian Dane was not siding with Drake. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, Killian Dane's going to come out and save Drake. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. But then he beat him down. So I was like, thank yeah. God. No, thank I God. agree with you on Because I did not want that. Um, uh, but yeah, those were my lowest uh, points of NXT. My highest point, though, was the Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Scott Swerve. I, I know you hate him, but... The thing of it is, Santos Escobar, he's another one that always tells a story in when he's wrestling. And I always yeah. appreciate that. I love a good storytelling in the ring. 
Uh, I gave it a three. That's how good it was. And the ending, too, is like I said, since when you ever saw someone cheat by putting a mask on? You know, obviously, you know, there was something in the mask, but yeah. that's never, I don't think I've, that's ever been, well, it's probably been done, yeah, but I'm just saying, as of late, to end with uh, something uh, behind the rest back was, that was, that was a pretty cool idea. Um, now, and I just had to mention this, as much as it was painfully to see Karrion Cross relinquish the NXT title, he even did that good. You know? Yes. I was like, yes, he did. That's the best relinquish I've ever seen. Exactly. He stayed in character. Most of the yes. relinquishes are them coming out of character. Yeah. This was in character. Still. And then not only that, even when he put the fucking belt down, what did he do? Or what did uh, Scarlet do? Put the freaking, uh, the, the, what's that thing? Hourglass. The hourglass right behind it. Why? To let people know. It's still tick-tock, motherfucker, because when he comes back, he's going to come back after it. So that yep. was perfectly done. I didn't give it a high score, but I did give it a two. I was like, the, exactly what you just said. That was the best relinquish of a title I've ever seen. And even him leaving, he still stood on top, and, and it was just perfect. That was great. I've heard, and I don't know, maybe somebody can actually verify this for me. Um, I just started, I just started, um, watching Karrion Cross's career, but a lot of people are saying, well, he is accident prone or injury prone. Oh, wow. Sorry, not accident. I apologize. Um, yeah, they're saying that he is injury prone. So I just need somebody to verify that for me. Um, like I said, I've only barely started watching Karrion Cross's when he was Killer Cross. Um, but I didn't. I don't know if that is the case. I don't know if that is true. Triple H said that this is one tough son of a bitch to have a separated shoulder and still going on with the match like he did. But you can tell that it was a different carrying cross during that match. But at the same time, like I said, the, the character in itself, the build up to everything that he's done is right on the money, and they cannot bury this. This guy, honestly, Karen needs to be undefeated even when he comes back. He needs to be undefeated. For like a very long yes. time. Because I have a feeling that if he loses, it's kind of going to be damaging. Um, it will be. It's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. But uh, you said six to nine months he was going to be out? Yep. Yeah. Well, ah, unfortunate. Uh, another side note I had is that is EO being punked? Uh, you think so? I think so. I have, I'm, I'm getting that feeling. Put it that way. I'm getting that I, feeling. I, I, honestly, I said it last week. I'm getting annoyed with... EO, I'm getting annoyed with Asuka. Mm. Uh, Asuka more so than anything. Really? That's um, a change? Yeah, I mean, Asuka's promos are not yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. And okay, EO, okay. yeah, 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 Asuka's the worst with that yeah. shit. It's getting annoying, um, especially as champion now. Mm-hmm. And, and EO as champion, I love the way she wrestles, yeah. but... It reminds me a lot of AEW. AEW yeah. does not do good promo work. It does not do good backstage work. Right, yeah. It only has... Your only plus is in the ring. Mm-hmm. And as great as that is, I need more. Yeah. I need more substance. Yep. I need a story. I need some backstage stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, EO and Asuka are struggling in my eyes wow. when it comes to their light. Okay. All right, but uh, overall, I gave NXT a 1.93. All right, and now it's time for AEW Dynamite. Mm. Um, this week, my highest point 
was Lance Archer defeating Sean Maluda. Gave that a 2.5. Wow. And I also gave a 2.5 to the Best Friends defeating the Young Bucks. <laughs> um, other than that, my lowest point was that god-awful Jake the Snake Taz promo. Oh, the, talk about two guys who weren't given the script and was just told to go out there and fucking promote your guys. Mm-hmm. They dropped the ball on that shit. <laughs> because... I don't know what what storybook Jake was saying. Uh, what was it? He was calling them. Oh, not dinosaurs. Oh, the Flintstones. The Flint, yeah. Calling them the Flintstones. You're Fred. You're Barney. And you're while Taz is trying to talk. Yeah. Everybody like I don't like it when people are walking and talking and getting in the yeah. ring and like you have to have this uh, je ne sais quoi yeah. when it comes to things. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the ring, you gotta stop. Go into the ring and then continue. Yeah. Taz is fucking fumbling and bumbling, yeah. getting in the ring to talk. Jake is talking over them. It, it was just god awful. But, but not only that, the one thing I did uh, caught on to, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with that, is that he's calling it Team Taz. Oh my god, yes. Um, sorry, homie, but no. It's not about you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I I know there's the 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 line of the Paul Heyman guy, but if you ever notice, he never refers that to any of his promos. But yeah. Taz does because he's got a fucking ego trip going. Fucking asshole. Yeah, can't stand um, him. Jesus Christ, I can't stand him. I just want to punch just him in the fucking face. <laughs> just some things to throw out there. Um, Sheeta and Thunder Rosa, the contract signing. Mm-hmm. Close the fucking bathroom door. <laughs> Why was the bathroom door open? Like, you want us to take you seriously yeah. and you got the bathroom door open. Jesus Christ. That's true. Big though. Swole. Big Swole is terrible. I don't see what they see in her. Yeah. I don't see what this whole story. But do you know the what's The girl Britt Baker is, is out. Really, I'm really, really rooting for Big Swole, but you're right. It's, it's Lately, it's been getting hard to to, to root for her. Yeah. Uh, Taya Conti joining the Dark Order. I think that's cool. I love how the Dark Order is evolving. Um, but the, the lawnmowers, yeah, what the that fuck? makes no sense. The fuck was that? Uh, Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, most of the match was during a commercial. Yeah. Um, and again, they could Matt Hardy can't set up his fucking table, and and Sammy Guevara struggled to get to the top rope. Pat McAfee did it in a single bound. <laughs> he jumped up and got to the top rope and grabbed Adam Cole and suplexed him through it. So uh, I don't know what's going on with there. Overall, though, AEW got a one point six. Where the fuck was Kenny Omega? Yeah. Why wasn't he there? Um. It was just a bad show overall. Yeah. One point six for me. Yeah. No, well, mine's is pretty close to yours. Uh, my highest point though is something you didn't mention though, but I gave it a two and a half. That was the Lucha Bros and the Blade and the Butcher versus Sonny Kiss, Joe Janela, Garrison, and Brian Pillman Jr., a friend of the show. Uh, I gave it a two and a half. I thought that wow. was the only thing I enjoyed the most for some odd reason though. I don't. I, I honestly, I cannot give you a reason why I like that match overall of the whole show. I really can't. Uh, I I gave that match a two. I was a little bit like, all right, this is enough Sunny Kiss. I feel like Brian Pillman Jr. didn't get any shine no, in that match. He did not. I, I felt like uh, Janela didn't get as much shine. Yeah. I felt like there was way too much Griff and way too much uh, uh, Sunny Kiss in that match. Yeah, yeah. 
But not yeah. only that, but the reason, like I said, the reason why I gave it a two and a half is because of the simple fact between the Lucha Brothers, Blade and Butcher, they really show that they're a tough team. And with Eddie Kingston there, it, yeah. it you know what? It, it was more of, a, okay, this is a badass team. And I appreciate that. But again, exactly what you just said. It was just a little bit too much of Sonny Kiss. They didn't, to me, even though in comment on commentary, they were really plugging Brian Pillman Jr., but they did no just he did no justice in the ring with them. Yep. He should have had more uh of a shine in that ring and they didn't give it to him. Um another top well, that was the highest was a two and a half, but the one even close to it was the first match. The Young Bucks versus National Nightmares versus Best Friends versus FTR. I gave it a two. It wasn't that bad, but it wasn't that great either. Um, the lowest point was uh, Rebel and Penelope versus Big Swole. There was so many mistakes in that match, and I get it. They're trying to make uh, Reba a uh, Rebel. Um, they're trying to make her seem like she doesn't know how to wrestle, and she does. But it's, it's like, come on now, stop. It's enough. Um, yeah. Now, my side notes, though, I had was uh, Jericho. As much as I love Jericho on commentary, but he was kind of taken away from a lot of the matches that was happening in the ring um for me i'm not lately and i don't know why but lately i'm not a fan of um a heel that's part of a program doing commentary um yeah like i would have understood it more if jericho came out for that segment where orange cassidy came out and you know because it was the last segment it had something to do with uh sammy guevara so I get it. That would have been fine. But he was on for the whole show. And it just seems like he was taken away from that. The matches that was happening. Um, when when somebody like Jericho's reputation, sometimes they, they'll outshine what's going on in the ring. And then you end yep. up paying attention more to what he's saying than he than what's going on in the ring. So I didn't I don't like that. They did it with Taz a couple times, and I don't like that either. If you if he's going to be part of a faction, don't have him on commentary. Just don't. It doesn't make sense because, um, it, I don't know, it just gives us a, a wrong vibe. Um, but uh, overall, though, I gave AEW a 1.57. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, and just to mention, the Wednesday Night Delight last week, uh, NXT went over on AEW, so giving mm-hmm. uh, NXT 28 to AEW's 15. Uh, it is now time for the Wednesday Night Delight of this week. Uh, the two guys from Wrestling POV Global, Elio and TJ, voted in favor of NXT this week. And I have to agree with them as well. NXT is definitely the better show yeah. of a- over AEW. I agree. All right, so NXT will now go up 29 to AEW's 15. All right, let's go over to SmackDown Breakdown. Uh, for me, the highest point of SmackDown was two backstage segments. <laughs> uh, number one was the Firefly Funhouse. I was highly entertained by that. I gave it a three. Wow. I love how they had Adam Pierce as a postman. And, <laughs> and uh, Vince McMahon was like, you have to go back as this character. I thought it was great. Um, and then uh, we already know Alexa Bliss. How great is she? Yeah. That 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 was amazing work uh, with the dreadlock in her yeah. hair. 
and uh, the, them saying about the fiend. And when when Nikki mentioned the fiend, her eyes just like mm-hmm. got frozen. And then she talked about being a best friend, and she broke the glass. Thought it was great. Gave that a three. Um, my lowest points: uh, the Hardy Styles promo in the beginning, terrible. Jeff Hardy is terrible yeah. at, at, at promos. Yeah. And then you have Jeff Hardy go over on Nakamura. First of all, Nakamura should have been in no. part of this fucking match. You're doing <laughs> him no justice having him lose to Jeff Hardy. But not only that, he's the tag um, team champion. Exactly. Um, Sami Zayn returning, I, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cesaro defeating Kalisto. You know what? As great as Cesaro is, he cannot wrestle with luchadors. I, after the mm. last couple of weeks... I've noticed it. With Grand Metallic, he missed a spot. With Kalisto, he was sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he can't take a Huracarana. Yeah. I, I, I'm seeing that there's, like, like their legs are too wide on his shoulders. Yeah. Like, they can't get around his neck for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if it's his placement or what, yeah. but uh, just stop putting him with Luchadors. Um, overall, I gave SmackDown at 1.7 this week. What about oh, you? Oh, yeah, almost about the same. Uh, I'll just go with the highest point for me. That was a couple. Actually, that was. It was uh, Heavy Machinery and Big E versus Miz, Morrison, and Sheamus. I gave it a two and a half. Um, there was a lot, like you said, I, with with uh, Otis or um, Tucker. Like, he was like, motherfuckers, what? I'm the fucking Marty? No, not today. And, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I was appreciating uh tucker uh actually outshining otis in this match but the match overall was good it to- again a nice storytelling with it and i again it was it was good so i gave it a two and a half the other one though i did gave was a two and a half was the Kalisto versus cesaro um yeah cesaro can't keep up but I, again the storytelling in this was good um especially they're teasing a lot of the lucha house party breaking up um yeah which I want to see, to be honest. And uh, I think Kalisto as a heel, I think would work. Um, but I would throw him in with uh, Santos Escobar's crew. Throw him in with that or throw him in with Zelina Vega. Uh, he yeah. would, I think he would fit in with that. Uh, but go black instead of white. Go black. Yeah. All black. You know, that, that's obviously the sign of being a heel. Uh, the well, lo- well, Tony, you know what they say what? once you go black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lowest point I gave SmackDown was the Jeff Hardy promo. It was just god awful, awful, awful. Um, awful. Uh, I couldn't even say it. Yeah, uh, but I gave it a point five. Uh, those other notables, but nothing really too great. Um, uh, the, I think the, the best thing that happened, though, obviously, was the talk of the town. Roman Reigns siding with Paul Heyman. Uh, he is yeah. a Paul Heyman guy now. So a lot of um, uh, people commenting about that. Uh, before we go into that, though, I will give an overall rating for SmackDown was close to yours, Rick, a 1.78. Wasn't a big fan of it, but uh, again, I wasn't a big fan of wrestling this week, period. Um but what do you think? Paul Heyman now representing Roman Reigns. I love the ending. I loved how they ended it, though, when he said, and when Roman was like, and that's a, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. And then Paul Heyman coming out with, and believe that. I was like, what? And then every, I was just yeah, like. Yeah, that was good. But the thing of it is, I will say this before you, you give your opinion on it. Everybody, people listening right now, 
this is what you wanted. So yes. don't fucking... Oh, I swear to God. And I've already seen it, too. I've already seen motherfuckers complaining about it. And I'm just like, but y'all were the same fucking people that said that Roman needs to go heal. And then now that he is and you're still complaining about that, do me a favor. Don't watch fucking wrestling. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> a double you know, for me, Thanks. for me, I, I look at it as a great thing. Do I want to see him heal? All right, yeah, I can see it. I, I, I want him as a heel, mm-hmm. but SmackDown needs to get some baby faces out there. All right. Um, there's not many there no. that can challenge a guy like Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scared because that means The Fiend is losing the belt again. Yeah, but, that, like, but then again, think of it this way. That's why they're doing it as a triple threat. Yeah, so um, The Fiend doesn't get pinned. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, fine. I'm fine with that because at least they're protecting uh, Bray. Yeah. Well, also, Roman never signed the contract, so it could be that Roman just destroys them. True. And then just leaves. That's true. You know? That is and, true. Uh, but he did say he wants his belt back, yeah. so if he wants his belt mm-hmm. back, you got to sign the contract, so I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, but it could be that Bray win- ends up winning, and then uh, Br- uh, Roman signs on a contract to fight uh, Bray at another pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Class of champions, they said. So, oh, uh, really? Yeah. But it's yeah. odd, though, so because we'll we didn't talk about... Well, no, we didn't. Never mind. I was going to say, we didn't really talk about it much in the SummerSlam. So, why are we talking about it? Yeah. No, but uh, I'm happy with it. I'm glad. It's a different attitude with Roman. And adding, I agree, yeah. And adding Paul Heyman to the mix just makes it even better. Oh, absolutely. And I'll be honest with you, you I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't see that coming either. I did and, not uh, see that coming. And uh, having Paul Heyman with Roman is the best thing for Roman. I yeah, think it's gonna be a great it is. thing, and because he's gonna get hated. Oh yeah, with with Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, Paul Heyman will make sure people hate oh, him. Oh yeah, so for sure, for sure. But uh, now a lot of people are speculating too, uh, because of the simple fact. And and this is why I always say, and I've been saying this for a while about Paul Heyman, is that he needs to have different clientele, as you say. Uh, in his repertoire, you know, to really, you know, but he's been with Brock, you know, for so long. It's like, all right, I don't know. A lot of people just didn't like that fact, and I was one of them. Uh, But now to, I think he needs to expand even more. I think so. Uh, I agree. But who? A lot of people said Ronda Rousey. Uh, Someone else mentioned... um, Ah, who's I just had it in my head. Jesus Christ. Uh No, G- Jesus Jesus wouldn't sign with Paul Heyman. No, he wouldn't. No. You sure? No. no. He 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 speaks too much. That's true. That is true. <laughs> no, I forgot who it was. I know Ronda was one of them. I forgot who the other one was. But anyway, either way, uh like I've already seen comments where people are like, "Oh, it's going to interfere with Brock and Brock can care less." Fucking care fucking less. I also. I mean, it worked for CM Punk. Uh, that's true. That's true. But I also saw someone posted that is. Does this mean that Brock will turn babyface now, and they can still do the feud with uh, Roman and and Brock, but roles are reversed? Uh, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to well, see Brock either. on TV. I don't. Either. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, but but the thing of it is is that even when Brock comes back, when everything goes back to normal, and there's fans in the crowd, uh, uh, in the seats and stuff like that, actual fans, 
they are going to bring him back, but I think they're going to bring him back and it's going to just shock everybody. It's going to be a surprise yeah. for everybody and everybody's still going to pop for some fucking reason. Um, so could he come back? Would he come back? Uh, should he come back? I say yeah. I say yeah. And the reason why I'm saying yeah is because it's going to bring another shock factor to it. Um, yeah. Do I want to see Brock versus Roman again? With the roles reversed? Um, no, I don't. And the reason why is because Brock's character in itself, he's very dominating in the ring. So you're going to tell yeah. me him as a baby face uh, is really going to take a step back so Roman can be his heel part and and take over the match? No, he, he's not going to let that happen. There's no way. No, no way. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm glad. It's a change, and I'm actually looking forward to this pay-per-view tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More so than SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, let's <laughs> go into Raw. Yeah, let's go into Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, Raw's ahead 9 to NXT 7 to SmackDown's 3. Uh, this week, I'm going to go with NXT. I think NXT just had the better overall show of all three. I think it had the better show of all four shows this week. Uh, I got I got it as NXT SmackDown and Raw. What about you? Yeah, um, it was, but it's it's like I told you too. You know, everything that uh, I rated, it was all under a two. Uh, the one that was close though was Raw and SmackDown. I gave Raw a one point eight zero. I gave SmackDown a one point seven eight. But wow. if I really have to rank what uh, between all three shows, it is NXT SmackDown and then Raw. So I'm going with NXT this week. And and the only reason uh, why I'm giving SmackDown second place is because of what happened at the end of uh, SmackDown. Yeah. So It, it was a better go-home it was, show. It was in, a better go-home show, yeah. I agree with um, that. So NXT has now eight to Raw's nine and SmackDown's three. Tony, I have a new segment for you. Yeah. Uh, it is called WWE versus AEW. Wow. And what we're doing here is we're going to take people from WWE and AEW and put them up head-to-head, uh-huh. and you, the listeners, will have the opportunity to vote on which superstar you think is better. And then the guys on Global will read your comments and read the final decision and put give their POVs on who should win on their show, Wrestle POV Global. Uh, awesome. So it's kind of like... Yeah, it is awesome. I was going <laughs> to say it's kind of a... a, a interaction of between two shows yeah. but yeah it's awesome yeah. um so uh we have our first matchup it's seth rollins from wwe versus aew's kenny omega okay what do you what do you think there the Monday Night messiah versus uh mr one winged eagle eagle whatever the fuck his finish is <laughs> uh, let me tell you something uh this would be a really really good match um oh of course it would definitely be a really really good match um, depending too, uh, who's a heel, who's a face. Um, if it's a heel Seth Rollins versus a face, um, Kenny Omega, um, honestly, it's, this will sound weird, but I would give the edge to Kenny Omega. Um, but if it's a baby face Rollins versus a heel Omega, I would give the edge to Seth Rollins. So this, this, wow. that's how tough for me. This is with uh, this matchup. 
I think this, honestly, if these guys ever would throw down in a match, it would definitely be a match of the year candidate. Um, as far as who would win, it's, it's like I said, uh, if Seth's a heel, Kenny Omega will go over. If, if Omega's a heel, Seth Rollins would go over. So I, I'm really stuck in between. I don't know. Um, it's like I said, it just depends on who's the heel, who's the face. But they would throw down wow. a match of the year candidate type match, though. For real. All right. I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm going to one-up you. I don't only think it's going to be a match of the year. Not even a candidate. It will be a match of the year. I would say it would be a match of the decade. Damn. In fact, I would say it might be one of the greatest matches of all time if you put Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins in a WWE or AEW ring. Wow. Or a ring in general. Uh-huh. It will be one of the greatest matches of all time. Yeah. Um, I do disagree, though. With uh, if Seth was a heel and Omega's a face, and Omega's a face and Seth's a heel, I hands down think Seth Rollins wins both matchups either way. Really? Whether he's a heel or a baby wow. face, I think Seth Rollins has it, and that is it. <laughs> you know, um, he is one of the greatest superstars of our time. Yeah. Um, as is Kenny Omega. But I have to give the edge because Seth Rollins, as annoying as he is, (laughs) his promos are way better than Kenny Omega's. Yeah. And uh, Kenny Omega slightly uh, on a decline at this point in his career because of this tag team thing. Leave the tag team wrestling alone and he'll go back to who he is. Um, but if I have to give a percentage to it on who I think is, um, I, I, yeah, at last, um, I would have to say if I have to give a percentage to it, it would be 60% Seth, 40% Kenny Omega. That's how I'm looking at it. Wow. So we will now leave this up to you, the listeners tomorrow. Tomorrow, we will give you, the listeners, the opportunity to vote on who you think is the better wrestler. Who do you think is better overall, Seth Rollins or Kenny Omega, on our Facebook page at Wrestling POV Podcast. And then on the next episode of Wrestling POV Global, we will announce the results. Well, TJ Logan and Elio Canelo will announce the results, and they will give their POVs on who would win and who is better overall. That being said, Tony, it's time for payback. Yes, it is. So let's get into that. Yes. All right. So payback pay-per-view. Again, this will not count towards uh, what is uh, the pay-per-view points game. Um, I'm hoping that um, we can resume sometime soon. Um, Honestly, though, it doesn't look like uh, it will, to be honest, uh, the way everything has been going on. Um, if anything, soon as I, I honestly, I have a feeling come January, that's my honest yeah. opinion. Uh, so, but of course we're going to still give our opinions. So, uh, WWE payback pay-per-view points game. These are not in order. So don't shoot the messenger. Uh, Biggie versus Sheamus. I told was going to be on there. So who you got? Yeah. Uh, it has to be Biggie. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, or no, you know what? I'm going to go with Sheamus. Sheamus kicks the shit out of him, and he realizes stop being fucking silly oh, and becomes fucking yeah. the top. Yeah. And you know what? He will become the top babyface in SmackDown. Who, Big E? Big E. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I was going with... Uh... Wait, who'd you say? I said uh, Sheamus. Yeah. You know what? I was going with Big E. 
but you changed my mind, so I'll go with Sheamus. There you go. And I think that's what yes. that's I that's a good. It needs to happen. I think something like that needs to happen. You're absolutely right. And as I said earlier, and uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to mention it during SmackDown, is the fact that uh, during when they had Talking Smack and The Miz and Big E, they were going back and forth, back and forth. And Big E, not Big E, uh, shame, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Miz was saying that he's, like, Big E is still on the coattails of New Day. And like I said, I, I felt like that was a shoot promo between those two because the, the Miz was saying a lot of crazy stuff about it, saying, you know, you need to be used. Step away from New Day already. Stop making things comical. Why you gotta make why why you have to take this as a joke and da 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 and this and that. But then it's funny because then Big E was saying well, didn't, did you have to wait 11 years and da-da-da? It's like, wait, we're not talking about Kofi. We're talking about yeah. you, dude. And and I'm, yep. I'm getting a little bit tired of them bringing up the, well, you had to wait 11 years. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of wrestlers out there who are waiting even longer to get a title shot. So don't come out. Yep. Stop with that already. It's, it's enough. You know, um, It's like they're using that as a fucking excuse. It's like, stop. It's enough. But... Um, but I am pushing for Biggie at the same time, even though I just said what I said. I am pushing for, but he does need to stay away from, uh, just step away from freaking um, uh, New Day. It's enough. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. Uh, obviously, Jeff Hardy is going to go over. They're not going to keep going yeah. playing hot potato with the belt, are they? Or is, or is something mean- going to happen with uh, Sami Zayn? I think something will happen with Sami Zayn, but I think... Jeff Hardy unfortunately goes over. I don't see where Sami Zayn fits in with all this. Well, because he had to relinquish um, his title, remember? No, yeah, I know that, but I'm just saying I don't see where going forward he would fit in. Um, I don't want to see him fight Jeff Hardy. I don't want to see him fight. Well, I do want to see him fight AJ, yeah. but I don't want to see him fight Jeff Hardy. But I don't see how that would work with him and AJ. So yeah, I gotta go with uh, Jeff Hardy yeah. on this one. Yeah, but now uh, I know we didn't really touched on this. Uh, during uh, SmackDown, but what do you think of Sami Zayn and the little promos that he was doing in the back? He still got it, man. I mean, I yeah, loved, I loved every yeah. one, bit of it, but that one uh, segment in particular with uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro um, trying to be back friends with them. Yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> I don't know, because it looked like they wanted to split Cesaro and Nakamura apart. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like... Which is weird. What are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Weird. All right. Uh, King Corbin versus Matt Riddle. Who you got? I want Corbin. I do, Corbin too. Corbin needs a win. I do, too. Corbin needs a win. He yeah. needs it, because every feud that he's had, he's lost. It's like, so why bother yeah. putting him in the feud? It makes no sense at all. But I agree with you. I want Corbin to win, but I have a feeling Matt Riddle is going to take it. But uh, I see some interference uh, from Shorty G. <laughs> he needs yeah. to go back to his name. That Calling him Shorty G is just so wrong. Um, up next, we have Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Who you got? Seth and Murphy because Dominic turns on his dad. You think uh, so? Yeah. Wow. I think that's where they're Early. going with it. Yeah. Yeah. You think he joins Seth and Murphy? He needs to. He cannot fight on his own. He needs to have some kind of protection. And by protection, I mean just 
tag team wrestling and and, and not being on his own. I, I was not as impressed as a lot of other people were. Uh-huh. Tony Diaz. Um, but uh, <laughs> I honestly think he needs to be protected by Seth and Buddy. Uh, he mm-hmm. gets no protection from Ray when he's with Ray. Wow. So I think... Uh, that's the way to do it. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't I think it's too early for Dominic to be in a faction and to be a heel. Um I I think Vince is really high on Dominic and wants him to go further as a babyface and run the Mysterio name. Uh I, I'm going with Ray and Dominic for the win on this one. Uh I think this is where Dominic's gonna get his first pin, but it's gonna be on Murphy. Uh it won't be on Seth okay. Rollins. Um I see I think once this is done. Because you got to understand too, Ray. Ray's biggest thing is to have to tag with his son. He always wants to do yeah. that, and he's getting that wish. Um, but I think Dominic needs to start doing stuff on his own. Uh, perhaps when this is done, he probably should go to NXT. Because, in, okay. in all honesty, it's. But this is me talking as a wrestler. Is that okay? He's only there because of his name. He's only there because of his dad. While everybody else has to start from NXT and then work their way up to the main roster, he's not there. Why is he? So that that's going to start taking place if this keeps going on. I think this needs to end here uh, on Payback tomorrow night. It really does. Um, so uh, Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. Who you got? Uh, got to give it to Keith Lee, right? Uh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, uh, Orton's not too much of a run. I'm really? sorry. Like, just I, I understand Keith Lee is just getting there, but Orton's pinfall loss was bullshit at SummerSlam. Yeah. He needs to hit. He needs to hit Keith Lee, and he needs to hit him hard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, go with Orton. Honestly, I think if they're gonna do this quick and rip it just like a Band-Aid, I think what's gonna end up happening is uh, Drew McIntyre is gonna interfere because he's not in this program. Uh, defending the title, but he's going to interfere, uh, costing Keith Lee the match, and uh, Randy's going to go over, but Keith Lee's going to get so pissed off with Drew, and he's going to attack Drew and automatic heal right there. Okay, that works. And then he's going to go after Drew for the title, which is, I mean, for me, that's pretty quick, but then again, Vince really likes Keith Lee. He's, like, really high up on Keith Lee, so... If he's going for the title that quick, that's a Vince call. Um, For the U.S. Championship, Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. I'm going with Lashley. Uh, You can't can't have Lashley lose against Apollo. I'm sorry. Nothing against Apollo, but you can't have him lose again. No, look at it. Everything against Apollo. Yes, everything (laughs) against Apollo. Lashley needs to win the title against Apollo. Apollo is not on the same level. Jesus. All right, so uh, women's tag team. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Who you got on this? Nia Jackson, Baszler, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, we, we already saw the rift on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. And I think Nia and Sasha, I think they'll make a good tag team. I just think... Shayna. Uh, Shayna, yeah. I just think that they need to stay away from them calling each other names. Stop. Yeah. No need for that. All right, and uh, the main event uh, for the Universal Championship, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in a no-holds-bar. So you know um, there's going to be some crazy shit happening. Do you think Alexa yeah. Bliss is going to be involved in this this time? Um, maybe. I, I want to <laughs> think so. I want to say yes. Okay. Um, I, 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 I want... 
I'm going with what I want, and what I want is Bray to win mm-hmm. and keep that title. Um, I do so too. I'm going with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, wait, so who'd you pick? I'm picking Bray. Oh, okay, all right. Um, something's definitely gonna. It's either gonna be between Bray and Roman's gonna win this title. I don't see Braun winning this title. Um, I'll, to be honest, I did not like Braun's run with the title. I didn't. No, um, it's terrible. It was bad. It was and terrible. we knew it would be. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, so it's either gonna be Bray or um, uh, Roman. That's going to win the title, yep. and Braun's going to be the fall guy. Sorry. Just that's what happens. Um, so, yeah, there you go. There is your payback pay-per-view. Jesus Christ, I was talking. The store will be closing in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time, Rick. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right, so let's go do the book first, shall we? All right, yes. so those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happens in the week of wrestling. We just get a good laugh because we sure as hell need it during this pandemic. And uh, But we've been doing this even before the pandemic, so there. Um, yeah, so we just talk about it. We get a good laugh. That's it. And if you guys want to put somebody in the book, you guys can. Just drop it on our Facebook page, and maybe somebody will agree with you. Maybe somebody won't. And if that's the case, we'll make it a poll. That's right, because that's what we do. So we're ready. Yes, sir. Uh, Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. You know what? He wasn't there. No, he was there. He was? Yes. Yes, he was. Where was he on NXT? Yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't And him. I did not watch. Fuck as soon him. as I saw it, I was like, fucking Rick, and I fucking changed the channel. Uh, Garza's <laughs> cousin Speedos. Stays. Uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Is it that's time? to you. Is it time, time, Rick? You think it's time, really? Yeah. I say I think no. it's time. I say no. <laughs> <laughs> Coronavirus. Stays. stays. Uh, Jeff Hardy's one gallon dehydrated piss jar. Uh, we can take it out. Take it out, really? It's a tongue twister that is, for you. That is a tongue twister for me, so I'm glad. <laughs> All right, there it goes. It is erased from the book. Uh, MVP's older brother suit. That stays. <laughs> That's fucked up. There, you said that with a quickness. Uh, <laughs> Jericho and Khan's demo. Yeah, they stay. Ruby rides green weave. Is she still rocking it's it? It's getting greener. It's getting Is greener getting by greener? the week. Yes. Okay. Uh, Seth's man bun. He's still rocking it. That stays. It's Na- bad. Na- yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Naomi's glitter dust. Or chest um, dust. Uh, take it out? We can keep it for one more week. Okay, yeah. Or we can yeah, take we'll it see out. She, yeah, because we haven't seen. She wasn't there this, this week. She ain't going to be there for a while, man. Yeah. She's done. Like, she had her little... Ha ha moment yeah. with that hashtag. That was it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh, my God. I really have to read this. Put your meat on my meat. <laughs> I mean, Biggie was playing with his meat. That's true. That is <laughs> true. That is true. And then the way he was sitting on talking smack was atrocious. Um, yeah. yeah, it stays. Uh, Dominic's father's pants. Stays. Retribution orgy sound effects. That stays. Uh, Drew's dragon breath. <laughs> stays. Stays. Come on, man. Every time he talks on the mic, he can't help himself. All right, he ends stays. his sentence with, uh, so you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, the Blessed Mother Zelina. We can take that out. Really? Take she- it out? Yeah, she she was wearing some garbage bag shit on SummerSlam. I know. Now, was she supposed to be somebody? Did you hear? Because I didn't hear anything. 
No, she wore the same thing that Andrade was wearing. Oh. It was very similar. I don't know. Uh, Rick's sore throat. <laughs> I'm going to tell <laughs> you something. Stays. No, it stays. Yeah, it stays. Because of the simple fact they still play that. Hi, Dad. And he did it, in, <laughs> he did it on SummerSlam, too. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Mr. Magoo, Braun Strowman. <laughs> uh, we can take that out because he's growing his hair back. <laughs> it looks like it, right? You see that massive ball spot he had on top? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, so you want to take it out? Yeah, we can take it Mr. out. Mr. Magoo. Wait. Yeah, Mr. Magoo, that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that goes out. Okay. Wow, we're taking a lot out today. All right. Uh, yeah. WWE's Eye Obsession. They were all obsessed with the eyes again. What is going the on? The rake of the eyes and all this shit is bad. It's bad. Terrible. Uh, Sean's god-awful beard. That stays. Dana Brooke's face. <laughs> <laughs> Those that are new, we put Dana Brooke in. The reason why we wrote Dana Brooke's face in is the simple fact that her, she got, who slapped her? I even forgot. Jesus Christ. Who is it that slapped her? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That's terrible. I was hoping you remember. I don't remember who slapped her. Anyway, when she got oh, slapped um, in SmackDown a couple weeks ago, slapped her so fucking hard, it ended up in our book. Who was who it? Was oh, my God. <laughs> was it Bianca Belair? No. no. It happened on SmackDown. It was somebody that returned. Oh, my um, Lord. That's terrible how we forgot. <laughs> that's bad. Oh, Hold on, it was some. It's on the tip of my brain, Holy not my tongue. Shit, that oh, is it was somebody. Huh? It was somebody that returned. Yeah. That um, talk about a brain that she fart. felt sorry for. All right, hold on. She said she felt bad for. <laughs> she said she felt bad for them. Yes. When they, um, <laughs> is it that bad? <laughs> oh, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Yeah, slapped her so hard her face ended up in our book. There we go. Now it sounds right. <laughs> uh, the new entrance into the book, Sasha's. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one, the Her Business. Rick, you put that in there. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, and we forgot uh, Roman's Chompers. We, re- that, we really put that in there? No, we didn't, but we're doing it now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cause... Right, Roman's Chompers. There we go. Let me write that real quick. Go ahead and do the honors. Yeah. All right. So, Roman's Chompers, you just read the book. There we go. All right. You know what? We've been talking way long enough, but we had a lot of shit to cover, man. Yeah. And we still got shit to cover for next week's show. Jesus. Can't blame us, but we hope we entertain you. If you're at work, guess what? You just got over two and a half hours of content to listen to. (laughs) and we hope that we made it enjoyable to listen to uh until next week and we'll give you guys more stuff to to be entertained by because we gotta cover it so uh before we end the show i'm gonna do it a little bit because it was hard for you last week rick with the three second uh warning so now we're gonna do this in memory of king kong bundy the five count so we're gonna do five seconds. Is that good enough for you, Rick? Okay. That'd be good enough. That for works you? for me. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so he's got five seconds, and so do you, to uh, guess what song it is. And um, your job is to beat the POV crew. Until next week, we'll be right off into the sunset. Actually, until next week, and uh, we'll give you guys more content to listen to. With that being said, 
I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel. Rick Serrano the third. That were intern. Oh, uh, hold on, hold, hold on, Mr. Tom. Hold on, Mr. Tom. I, I have to, I, I have to end this stupid show. Hold on, Mr. Tom. One second, one second. Uh, Miguel Cole, adios. I love peace and wrestling. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out. All right, you ready, Rick? Five seconds. Let's do it. Five seconds. That's the smoking guns. Yes. Yeah. It is. You got it. All right. Yeah. We'll do best two out of three is what we'll do. Okay. Seamus! 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 <laughs> you got two easy ones. Look at that. All right. Last one. Oh, my God. It's, it's, that's an Indian dude, obviously. Ah. Um. Is that uh what's his name? It's the it's the guy that was supposed to go over on the Undertaker that with the terrorist bomb shit they said. <laughs> what? <laughs> Muhammad Hassan? No, it is not. It sounds Sabu? just like it. Sabu? No. Is it Sabu? No. no. Um Old School Wrestler. Uh, oh, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik, yes. Yes, yeah. Iron Sheik. Okay, okay. There you go. We don't own the rights. But you know what's funny? It sounds just like the great Khali. It sounds like the Hassan dude. Muhammad Hassan. And uh, the one that... Um... Christ. It is actually. Um, the one that Rikishi did. Remember? Oh, um, yes. It started with an S. Yeah. I forgot what it was called. Zoltan. Wasn't it Zoltan? Zoltan. 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 Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good.